ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast. Sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. Whether you're chasing bugles over the next ridge, sitting a stand out east, this is about passion, pursuing our dreams of field, our lifestyle, the betterment of self and community, the enlightenment that comes from those moments spent in God's creation. Through these conversations, I hope you find insight, inspiration, education, and motivation to push beyond your limits. Hold on. Okay, so what I just heard is we're going woke with the pack out challenge and we got men in the women's division like really <laughs> no, no, no 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 <laughs> like really we going to go there <laughs> no, we have we haven't had that issue yet no uh, not yet it's what no, it just no. sounded like i mean i just came into the conversation from grabbing that pencil but that's exactly what i thought i heard uh. <laughs> i mean to each their own but you know We've got a we've got a guy that uh, he signed up for New Mexico, and he's got a girl as his um, his partner. So how does so, so what so what division they go in? The men's right? Uh, yeah, the team. Yeah, they're gonna go in the men's. We we can't do the let the men go in the girls' division, man. <laughs> no, it ain't ha- it ain't happening. <laughs> no. We are not woke. Yeah, we're not doing it. I'm oh, sorry. Oh man. No, I just had to I had to throw that so, little so the, the pansies are gonna try to go in there, huh? To win that. You all right. What what the hell is that? Because I just watched something the other day. I think it was an MMA deal. And I was I, I was like, I just don't understand like how people are okay with a man at some point competing against a woman. At every mm-hmm. point, right? I mean, it just doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense to me, man. It's like to each it's, their own, but you got to draw the damn line. And then I see it, you know, that that's that's some bitch shit, right? Because, yeah. I mean, you got – you you yeah. that's some bitch shit, right? Like you couldn't compete, so you do that. I mean, if that's your lifestyle, whatever. Yeah, you got your ass whooped your whole life. Yeah. You said, okay, that's enough. Yeah, but there's a, like, there's a level to where it's like, okay – if that's the case, then go up your game and whatever your lifestyle is, go compete where it's legitimate competition and whoop some ass like that. That's even a bigger statement than yep. the shit they're doing. Cause I see it. And I'm like, man, that's, that's bitch. 
I don't care. I'm yep. that is some bitch shit right there. Yep. Welcome that to is. Western Contours Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you're pulling bitch shit, this is not the place to listen. My bad. Uh, guys, non-woke yeah, podcast. No, it's like, come on. That's just ridiculous, man. To each their own. You live your life, but man, as soon as you turn that lifestyle into dominating women's sports, like, come on, you, you got to be checked. Now, if you can go whoop some man's ass like that, and then you're just going to go whoop women's ass too because you got some weird-ass proclivity, then, yeah. you know, that that's more sadistic than anything. But, man, put on, your, put on your put on your your tidies and go do it against men. That shit is crazy. <laughs> shit. Unbelievable. So you got, thumb, you got a thumbs up for my niece right there. That is nuts. Oh, uh, she, she said, yep, she agrees. That is crazy. <laughs> Woo! All right. So yeah, that one took hey, that, that took a hard. Have you left caught up right on sleep? Me? Either one of you? No, hell no. <laughs> I was up. Yeah, Adam, your, your mic's off. Um, there's got to be a button on. Yeah, go to your. Stuff. If you're on your phone, go down to the bottom left, and you'll see the microphone, and should be uh, xed out with a and red. Touch that, and it'll come on. Nope. It's not working. Yeah, it's showing your mic is on now. So you got hot mic. Ooh, we still can't hear him. Yeah, I can't hear a word. Yeah, he's definitely not muted. The bottom left, you can uh, adjust your, like, your volume and stuff on it, too. And test your mic. How's that? Can there he is. Yep. Okay. Boy could shoot a boat. Cool. Can't figure out how to use his phone. He has in his pocket every goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's my girlfriend's laptop. <laughs> hey, you can't do it all. Nope. You can win a contest and go hunting in Texas, but you can't you can't use the mic. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so right. you did catch up on sleep, Adam? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all set. I went and uh practice for my tournament shoot tomorrow and um yeah, I'm all ready to go. Heck yeah. Nice, bro. For sure. All right. Ooh. So I got Adam Schroeder, Jeff Duvall, and Ethan Gonzalez. Talking shit. What are we talking? We're talking Western Hunt Fest. Um, the challenge shot that Adam won last year. And then our Texas hunt down at uh, Crystal Creek with uh, Alec Moody, which was uh, what this this last week. Hunting exotics and pigs. Um, where are we starting, boys? Let's start back in August with Let's Mr. Go. Schroeder. Let's go. We, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna caveat this. So this is one of the cooler parts of this. So I think it's been the last, probably the last two years, huh, Adam? You know, going to Mountain Archery Fest, seeing Adam at the shoots, um, seeing him at Western Hunt Fest, and then to roll up um, to get ready to go to Texas, man. And he jumps out the truck, and I'm like, this is badass because <laughs> we met down in Dur <laughs> we met down in Durango talking, 
and uh, and Adam had left his uh, his coffee mug sitting on the table, and I hunted him down for a day and a half trying to make sure he got his uh, his coffee mug back. And then every time after that, every single shoot I was at, I saw Adam there. So it was pretty, that was a pretty cool experience, man, to, to spend the time with him at the shoots, you know, to shoot the shit a little bit here and there. Um, and then to get down, you know, down to Texas, man, and hunt with him. So I was, I was happy about that. It was a cool experience to kind of see all that come full Dude, that's circle. That's the thing about these, these shoots is you meet the coolest dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I've met anyone at all that just rubbed me wrong. If that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple yeah. after hours that have a little bit too much of the uh the sippy and uh right. get a little belligerent, but they're <laughs> usually better the next day unless you form an opinion of one night from them. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a absolutely. judgmental prick any freaking way, so <laughs> oh, no, don't you don't ever much. get in a bad mood. Oh no, I'm in a bad, bad mood. mood. Heck no, man. I'm I'm always <laughs> I'm always smiles. Yeah, always. Yeah, we we can talk about me going bitch mode. Boy, I was tired, dude. <laughs> I was so tired. I mean, it was I had I had five hours of sleep from Friday to Monday. Five hours. Didn't sleep the whole way down, right? Man, I was I was fit to be oh, tied. You? And then didn't see a we're sitting there on the group text. <laughs> Right. And everybody's like, animal here, animal there. I'm like, dude, I seen a dove and three cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed. I was like, I didn't come all the way to Texas to sit in the damn ground blind <laughs> to look at corn on the fucking road. <laughs> We're rolling back. He is looking at me like, damn, he's saying this shit right in front of Alec. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what I was thinking. Too. I know like, you were. I know you were. I hit him up too. When it was just him and I, I'm like, hey man, we need to get guy in a different block. <laughs> this motherfucker's a downer. <laughs> I said, dude, you need to put him in like one he of the blinds. You you've been putting me or Jeff in. No, he was putting me in good blinds, but like you said, it's the luck of the draw. But I even I even qualified right. it and I said, I'm fucking tired and I'm moody, so it don't help. <laughs> Right. And but and the, the hardest part is you take is you take us. We're, we're Western hunters. Right. And and not to say that none of us sit tree stands or none of us sits ground blinds. But, dude, I'm used to moving around. Right. Like right. and I've said it for years on the podcast, like sitting and waiting for opportunity to come to me. That shit is not my gig at all in any facet of my life. I want to go make would- things happen. Right, Dude, I would say we all kind of felt that way too. Though. Oh, it's I enjoyed the tree. Gla- yeah, we'd all be we'd all like to be glassing and putting yeah. doing some stocks. I just had to qualify my bitch, right? Because, <laughs> dude, it was rough. It was rough, and then being tired, I'm sitting in that damn blind, and you can't move, right? Because you're worried about the axis. So you're sitting in the blind, you're trying not to move. I'm falling asleep from no sleep, and I'm just like, God. I mean, just just show me some spots on a damn deer. Right. That's that's all I wanted. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. rough. That was I, I will say, though, because I don't want people to think that that's a negative. Right. In, in terms of where we were at and then Alex operation, because it wasn't it was fucking awesome. We were you know, we were able to get out there at night. And uh, if we had the right setups, uh, we could have been, you know, pigs at night. 
Um, and we were trying to figure that out, you know, and, and get lights on the pins and whatnot. Totally, folks, totally legal in Texas um, to hunt those hogs at night. So, you know, there was opportunity there. Just we didn't have the right equipment for it. So by no stretch of the imagination, is that a reflection of where we were at in the operation that Alec has down there? Um, but at the end of the day, motherfuckers in the cooler. <laughs> yep. That's all I, that's all I said. You put an animal in front of me and the animal is dying. Like it's not going to go very far. It's a dead animal. That's all I wanted. I just wanted an opportunity to miss. Right. And it was just a matter of capitalizing on that opportunity. So you got your opportunity and you did not miss. Uh, and yeah, that's, you know, and, and, and my bitch went away. Hey, you got to say though, after that, after lunch and my nap that day, I was, I was in a completely oh, different good. mood. Yeah. I knew yeah, what it was. I, my wife tells me all the time. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for that. me getting tired. Yeah. If it wasn't for me getting tired, I'd be the happiest person on earth. <laughs> 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 all right. So we say, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I will say all five of those hours were really loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, was it me or was it Adam? Oh. <laughs> I was, I mean, I laid down and I was like, I was like, what the hell is Alec? Is he out there with a jackhammer? Like, what the fuck is he doing so late? <laughs> right. And I'm laying down, I'm trying to listen. I'm like, what kind of tool is that? And then, uh, I, and then I realized that that tool was Adam Schroeder. <laughs> Boy, he was sucking the wood off the walls. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah, buddy. Uh, all yeah. that all that sheet metal when we left was corrugated because Adam would just. <laughs> <laughs> he rippled it all. It should look like corrugated steel. I could have sworn it was just flat sheet metal, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> that would that would dude. I I don't know. I don't know that you could have had a funner two days with the five personalities that we had. Because Adam's super just quiet, reserved, you know. And you're like, damn, I want to say the wrong thing to this guy. That's a big son bitch. Um, but then, man, it was just a good time, right? <laughs> to see to see E react when I'm when I'm grumpy. I'm just an asshole. I'm kind of an asshole anyway. But then to see him, like, damn, you just. He just saying this shit right in front of him. <laughs> so it was cool. And then Alec today when we were texting, he said, just don't badmouth me. <laughs> He's probably nervous as hell right now. That's funny. But it was fun. All right, so let's rewind. You said August and we're all the way in uh March. Yeah, so. how did how did we get to to where we're at? Because you said something about me being grumpy, so I had to f- clear the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how did we get to Texas in the first place? So Western Hunt Fist, Bailey, Colorado. You had what in, was that? Insert Adam. Yeah. What was that thing, Jeff? Did it look like this? <laughs> I got them all. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you, if you guys have been out to, if anyone went to our first one, our steel target is the old. And I think it was like an inch and a half. What was it inside, Jeff? Yeah, inch and a half. I think, I think it was an inch and a half. Yeah, inch and a half at forty. Adam, correct me if I'm wrong. Four, forty yards. Yep. At forty yards, inch and a half circle, and Mr. Schroeder decided he was going to throw a couple entries into the hat and won himself uh, an exotics hunt down in Texas. Or was it a hunt with the exotics? 
That too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, what is that called? Because no one can see it, but I us. don't know. What this guy? Dude, I, 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 I was I was looking the other day. I don't know what it's called. I don't know. What's Somebody, the game called? I don't know. Gotcha. I always say, you know that thing? Yeah. <laughs> that thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real. I was like, what, so, what the hell is it? Because what do you call that shot? I, the thing. <laughs> that, <laughs> the thing. That's what we're going to call it, that thing. Hey, and anyone that, that bow hunts with Jeff, that shoots with Jeff, anyone that goes to wrestling is you're friends with him. He does that all day long. If you get in his car, you will get got. You get in his truck, you will get got. Dude, I don't I don't think we were 10 miles down the road and he started. And I was like, okay. This is, I, Dude, wait, they were in people, front of your house. Bro, we run into people at tournaments in other states and they walk up to him and do it. <laughs> they just know he does it. <laughs> so it was kind of fitting it's his event. We get out there, and that's got to be the steel shot. So, so forty yeah, yards. I tried it. Forty yards, inch and a half. How many people got? Well, how many people entered? It got um, close versus Adam knocking it out, and then how many I shots was, did it take you, Adam? Um. Well, I put three entries in. Um. So I got three arrows through the through the whatever that is. And uh, I don't know. I think I blew up probably six arrows in that, getting those three entries. <laughs> um, I know there was uh, my brother, he made it, Anthony, um, JR made it, Mike. So I think there, there was, was quite four a or few five other guys. Yeah. we. I think, I think the total I had on here was – 30, 36 entries is what we had. So at three, at three arrows each, that's a lot of arrows that were flung. Yeah. Oh yeah. So how did, yep. so how did it go? Did you do a shoot off and then whoever made just bracket it down or something? <laughs> Not even that we just did. So if you, if you shot three arrows, you made three arrows in there every, for every arrow you made in, you got a You got a raffle ticket. Okay. And it went into the bucket. And at okay. the end of the day, at the end of the shoot, we drew the winner right there. And a little bit of planning, and here we here we here go. We are. Um, yes, sir. Okay, so let's talk. Let's talk Hunt Fest a little bit. Um, you know, you and Jeff kind of. I mean, that was kind for all intents and purposes, and I don't mean it offensively. It was last minute. It was like we're going to do this right after going to a couple shoots, and I think yeah. there was you know you guys that already had some ideas, but then it was like boom, how are we going to figure this out? And it was. It was a fun shoot, man. I mean, it was for as fast as as it was put on and the thought that went into it and everything. It was fun, man. It was a good time. You had the pack out challenge. Uh, I forget the gentleman's name that had that damn throw up target thing. Um, Gary, MTS. Yeah, that thing was yeah. fun. I talked to him for a while. I wish he had reached out because I'd love to have a he was a he was an interesting cat. Um done an episode with him and, and talked to him about that. Maybe we'll see him this year. Um but man, yeah. it was a good shoot. The course was good. The pack out challenge was a blast. Um, you know, they had uh, Jermaine was there, Joe was there, Elk Bros, Mile High, uh, Note Boys were there. Who else? Holsters, uh, the bow hitch. So it was it was a yep. good turnout, man. Prize package. 
Um, so, okay, break it down. Tell them, tell everybody what I'm just going to do. Yeah. Tell everybody about hunt fest, what the offerings are. Um, and then we'll get into the events this year, but you know, we'll, we'll go through our hunt and everything. Cause that's where the fun was. The, the, the fest, yeah. everything else, they just suck, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Western hunt fest, we had, uh, planned on having it start this year. Um, but as him and I would do, we, uh, we pulled the trigger early. We're like, let's just do it. Let's learn by fire. You know? So we, uh, we set it up. I think we started planning in April, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. And we put it on in August. So it was like, just bam, bam. We just went through it. He did a lot. I did a lot. And we just kind of put it together. But yeah, so Western Hunt Fest is a, a 3D archery shoot with like um, hunting scenarios in, in the shots. And then it's a simulated elk pack out challenge. And then an elk calling contest in one. And then mixed with a uh, elk calling seminar. So, I mean, that's basically what it is in a nutshell. So the, the pack, okay. Talk the pack out challenge. How's that? So that, uh, that was interesting. It was kind of an ass kicker, right? It's not a super long course, but yeah, right. there's an, and what I didn't expect, there's an element, please don't block the camera. Um, that's my lion hunt for tomorrow. I got to chase that lion again. Just text me. Um, you know, it's not a super long course. One of the one of the things that you don't anticipate, though, is the timing of said course and that that level of competition that that, you know, for most of us, that kicks on something um, a little bit different. And man, if you did not temper yourself going into it, dudes were beat, man. I mean, beat bad. Yeah. Beat, beat. Me and Mondo did the course together and we already my back was bad out of shape, always out of shape. Um, and we, we, <laughs> we went in there and we were like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do our thing. We're just gonna pace it. And I think that helped us, right? Cause we tempered the course for ourselves. Um, and then there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of nervousness to it because it's close to season. Right. And, right. It's, and it's good in one respect. Cause like this close to season, you get to really evaluate where you're at, but then, I'm like, I don't want to hurt myself. I heard guys like, I got to slow down. I'm not hurting. Right. My, I don't want to hurt myself. Season's two weeks right. out, blah, 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 blah. So it was like, yeah, gut check, fellas, gut check. So it was pretty yeah. cool. And that was the thing, guy, about about last year's event is it was last minute. And the venue we wanted to have it at, um, we, were, we were given one day that was still available because all of their other shoots were already booked up. So we took what we had. Right. Um we've corrected that for this year. So we're not, we're not as close. Cause we did get people like, I think Adam even mentioned, like had it have not been less than a month from elk season, he would have tried it. It was two weeks. Wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it two weeks yeah. off? Yeah. Cause it was, it was little, close. Actually it helped me because my back had, since we moved, my back was jacked. Right. And I had been babying the hell out of it, hiking stuff like that, but nothing strenuous. Cause I'm like, I'm not jacking my back up. Uh, right, right, you know, with season coming, blah blah blah, and uh, it actually, it actually opened some doors uh, when I did it because it actually helped my back. Believe that or not, right? It was just having all that that tight musculature and crap, and man, it really loosened it up. So it healed me. I don't know if it broke anybody else, but took care of that back issue I had dealt with for six or seven months. <laughs> um, yeah, so we ahead. we did fix that timing this year, though. So how much? 
Well, that could be a, how much sooner is it this year? Uh, so the first event's in April. So the first event is about a month and a half out. April 29th and 30th in Raton. Second event is a little closer. We're in June. See, I so. almost... I'm almost against the second event date because because there's something nice about being closer to season now, because a lot of guys won't even fire up regimen until June, believe that shit or not. Right. So you're going to have more people struggling, I think in June, but having it so, you know, having it so close to season, yes, there's a detriment, but you talk, you know, mid July to late July, and then you're able to say, oh, wow, I got a month out. This is where I'm at. You can up your game. Or if you get a slight injury on the course, you know, bump a knee on a rock or something that, you know, people want to cry about. Um, you got time not, to heal up. You got time to heal, right? But there was there's something about having a little bit closer because you should already, in my opinion, you should already be shooting broadheads, have everything tuned, and you should be on your fitness game, well into your fitness game by then. But again, with what experience from the podcast tells me is June is when most people start, <laughs> you know? So it's like, we'll, well, we'll see. I'll, I'll be interesting to, to put that on the scale, um, you know, this, this year and see how folks fare with that. And you'll see who's really ramped up prior to that. Even with shooting. So we've, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven solo guys uh, for, for that June event already. And then we've got one team. So if anyone's listening to this in your team, sign up. Yeah. And then those, well, but those guys are already getting ready. You know it because they're signed up already. Yep. Right. So yep. there's seven, potentially nine ready to go by June in shape, kicking ass in September. Yep. Sending videos, two of them running sandbags and they're, they're already getting after it. Okay, so how many tags are sold in the state of Colorado? There's nine dudes ready. <laughs> There's nine people in the entire state ready for it. Getting ready already. <laughs> That's right. Damn. That's the, well, there goes the 10% success rate or lower. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, all right, so the pack out challenge, that's one. Um, and then who – that's uh, – Hunt, hike, harvest, they are, they help with that to some extent um, with their stuff. You guys want to talk about them at all? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, hunt, hike, harvest, they, uh, so they're keeping track of all the numbers. They're helping guys get set up and going. So they're doing, they're doing quite a bit for the, the pack out challenge. If, if it wasn't for them, we would have been a little bit lost on that. So. Thank you to them guys. But, uh, but yeah, this year they're coming with a bunch of, uh, technology with them. So they're going to be tracking heart rates. Um, they're going to have a monitor going while people go and, and same thing. They're going to get people started, get them going, um, track their progress. They're also going to do, uh, so I have to get Joel over the names of the people that are registered already. And he's going to get them like a workout plan going and all that jazz. So, so they're doing big things. Um, yeah, so they've been a, a huge help, and they're uh, they're continuing to make it better. So, so okay, so I, we'll talk about them a little bit more, right? They're on the wrong side of Colorado is one thing, just like the rest of yep. you guys. Um, 
But they, <laughs> but they, <laughs> they're on the real wrong side, though. <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, but they have a training facility, um, all high, high level athletes, um, yep. college to pro, and they've just taken their passion for athletics and physical fitness and translated that into a phenomenal business, a podcast. Um, and then, you know, hunt preparation, they even, you know, deal in nutrition quite a bit. <clears throat> and I actually last season used one of their recovery methods on the mountain and freaking phenomenal. So I have an episode with them. What I'll do is I'll drop it right after this one. So folks listen and want to learn a little bit more about, uh, about the triple H boys. Um, you'll be able to, uh, do that a couple days after this one. So we get them on to a really good group of guys. Um, and from what I could tell, a a really good system that they're building over there or have built over there, I should say. Yeah. So then the elk calling, um, seminar who's, who's involved with that. Um, and then how's that looking for this year? And yeah, so, uh, last year our elk calling seminar guy was Jermaine Hodge, uh, with Phelps game calls. Um, this year, because of timing, uh, we are not going to have Jermaine. Um, just because our uh, April event, he is uh, he's heavily involved in the WCAP program in wrestling. So he'll be gone during that event. And then in our June event, he has uh, somewhere to be as well. So we will not have Jermaine this on these two events. In the future, of course, we will. But um, for this year, we're going to have Joe Julia from the Elk Bros. He'll be doing um, our seminars at both. And then we have one other guy coming in to do a, a, a seminar, and I'll leave that one a little secret. Well, that ain't no fun. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a he's the real deal. Okay, we'll just call him the real deal. Yep. Cool. So you have, uh, I mean, this this is all based around the the things that fan the fire for you and E on the mountain, right? Um, the only thing I don't think is involved in this is some little tiny ass coos deer um, that Ephraim likes to chase around the desert. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, 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 a yearling with antlers. I don't, I, the jackalope. Yeah. To each, a- to each their own. <laughs> I ain't a coos dude, man. I can't. Uh, everybody swears by them but unless you can get me down to sonora or something where they got some slightly larger yearling bucks i might do that uh, (laughs) even the even those are probably not that big yeah they're not they're not they ain't that big it's but i mean it is an impressive feat right i mean as as wiry as those as those uh Cows are and coos cows, however you say it, however you want to say it, you get people. I think cows is the right way. I think. Yeah, it is. I, yes, yes. I'm going to say it is, (laughs) Um, but you know, it's an impressive feat when guys are scoring those, especially the guys that are scoring them on archery year after year. Um, Very, very impressive. And a lot of those are, you know, coming out of Arizona on that, on that late season, uh, deer hunt there. And it's, it's pretty freaking impressive on public land, man. Just to, Tiny little animal. Yeah. They're not as skittish as that axis deer, though. 
Like, well, right. Well, I'll let you guys talk about that because I, I didn't get to see one. Yeah, know about that. <laughs> I do know that if one would have come in my lane, we all know what would have happened to it, too. <laughs> Some bitch. Um, uh, all right. So we got then we got the elk calling competition. Um, that one was cool last year. I, I, I I'm supposed to kind of MC that. But I was on the packout challenge, getting my ass kicked, so I was a little late <laughs> <laughs> getting there. Uh, but that's that was a cool competition. There was some stiff competition in there. Um, the kids division. I mean, yeah, kids blowing. Jermaine's boy is that kid's a wrecker. I yeah. When when he when he hits it, I, I think people are just gonna fall. When he he's gonna be like like a Bodie Turner. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'll be what el- to elk calling what Bodie Turner is to the archery comp world right now, and just be slaughtering people. He will be at the Western Hunt Fest, so we got the important Hodge there. <laughs> just um, kidding. Yeah, no that that's gonna be that was impressive to watch him. Um, yeah, you know, and he's so it what's. It's impressive because he is abundantly calm for a kid doing that, right? Because a lot of kids, not to say that their parents, Jeff, are prodding them to do it. Um, He gets up there and he's like, okay, I'm going to handle my business. He listened to what the other folks were doing Mm -hmm. and was like, okay, I got to one-up this guy. So it's like that, that competition mind is there, that champion mindset is there. And I was like, okay, yeah, you are your daddy's child, <laughs> you yeah, know, because he what he doesn't play, man. He sits there, and I watched him, and I'm like, dude, he is evaluating these other callers that are, you know, freaking 25, 30 years older than him. It was pretty cool. What about his uh, his uh, boop, 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 boop? Yeah, the way he glunks. Yeah, man. Dude. That's what I'm saying. He, he is going to be like Bodie Turner is on the archery scene, on the competition yep. shooting scene when he hits age. You know, I think people look at him now and they're like, oh, that's a cute little kid. And then you watch him call around people like I've seen him at the show. OK, I'm podcasting and he's over at the Phelps booth and people are calling to blow, to blow, to blow, to blow. Right. And you see people back down when Jermaine will start calling or Charlie or Dirk. When when that kid starts, people walk away because they're like, oh, I ain't calling around this little <laughs> shit. <laughs> he is no shit. He is that good. Like, you know, yeah, I'm not blowing is. smoke like Jermaine's my boy and all, but that kid is <clears> that good. And he's just going to get better. Oh, he's the real deal. Yeah, it's impressive. Um. So, OK, so we got there's several things going on with everything we talked about. Right. You got your pack out challenge, which has a prize package. You got. That thing that has the hunt, right? And then you have your elk calling comp that has a, has a prize package. So you guys run us through that real quick. Go ahead. So the prize packages? Yeah, just in general. So, I mean, you don't have to name everything. Yeah, so so prize packages um, this year we have for the 3D shoot. Uh, we're still kind of throwing this in the air about this whole compound trad thing because I've got almost 100 people signed up total between the two events and not one person has said they're shooting a trad bow. So that being said, if we annex that trad, that trad, we're going to put a, a little more money into the compound guy's hands. Um, and then we'll, we'll or, go ahead and. Why wouldn't you just maybe throw a handicap on the trad 
and have a trad. Have them shoot with them. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, you watch some of those trad guys shooting, they're way better than the compound guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. You know what I mean? For real. So you yeah, don't want to take, I don't, I'm, I'm not telling you how to run your event, but you handicap right. it somehow. And then that way it allows the trad guy to shine over, you know, the, the, uh, you know, as Joe Gillia would say, the nuclear bow competition. Um, <laughs> right. And he gets a little more shine. Right. And then yeah. who knows? Yeah, he real. may end up on top of both divisions. Right. And take the whole damn prize package. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. But I think yeah, it would need some kind of well thought out handicap and just piece people off that are using their, uh, their compounds. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, we'll, that's something we got to figure out. Um, so I have all the stuff pulled up right here and it's, it's, all compound shooters. Um, so we do have, so we have trophies for them. We've got, um, we've got actual money going and going into the pot. They've got, uh, what else we have for them for the winners? We gave them trophies last year and I think we gift card. Oh, and, uh, rut holsters gives them a, a custom, custom holster as well. Heck yeah. Well, so, Western fly is going to be in there. The Western fly will be in every prize package. There um, it is. Yeah. So, we got Western Fly in there with the uh, with the pack flies, the optic harness flies. Um, there we go. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Very um, good. And then what about the pack out challenge? That's kind of the one. That's the prize that everybody wants. Yeah. So Kafaru has stepped up and uh, done big things for us. They're going to send a team out this year to each event. They'll be able to showcase their uh, their packs. They'll have people showing you what to do with them, how to you know how to break them down, how to get your your meat in the bags. Um, uh, to my understanding, they may have a few on site that, that people can actually try. And if you want to try something different, maybe you're running whatever, an Everly stocker or whatever it is. Um, and you want to try a Kafaro pack. They, I think they're going to have some on, on hand for a trial this year. Um, uh, so that'll be good. Um, as far as the prize pack is concerned, uh, for the, is it, yeah, it's for the solo so out of the seven guys at each event that are running solo, if and however many however many more uh, sign up, they'll get I think it's a seven hundred dollar. What they what did I tell you, Jeff? Seven hundred dollar card. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. But I think they get a seven hundred dollar coupon, like a coupon code that they can use that on the Kafaro site. Wow. So that's the big one that everyone wants. Plus the the solo winner gets to take that home. The belt of the champion. What was dude mm-hmm. that won it last year? Lucas. Yes. Yeah. He uh boy, yeah. he was killing that course. Bro, he's coming for this other this not this other belt also. At yeah. both both events, he's gonna he's he, gonna compete. I tell you what, man, to to watch. So he was behind me and Armando the whole time. We whooped his ass. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> you did he was just so he was solo and we were a team, so we didn't win it. <laughs> Hey, so he, we were watching him, right? And he was out there, dude, he was, it was his last, his last round. And, and he, dude, he was getting his ass beat going up that little rock face and that cliff. And I watched him. I told Armando, I go, dude, look. And I watched, dude, he slid back down, legs bloody, just beat. And he was like, Gush! threw his hands in. And he just <laughs> pulled up and you could see his head come over the top. And we were like, Hell yeah, son, let's go. <laughs> and he, yeah. dude, we we beat up the hill with him. And uh he was like, All right, 
And he, dude, he just motored, motor, dude. It was like, yeah, this guy's the real deal. So that was fun. Um, that was real fun watching him. And what was the, what was the dude out of New Mexico? The big dude. Pansy. Yeah. Dude, Ryan. That's another him one. And his brother won the, the, the team. Yeah. Yeah. That dude. And then he, and then he suited up and was going to do solo. The, uh, the solo. Didn't he do one round? He on did the solo? one round solo. He did. Yeah. After running the teams. Already. Yes. Yes. And, and his pace, like you could see it was on him, but his pace, he was just like steady Eddie. You know what I mean? Like that dude could have had a beer and a cigarette and he'd have just been cruising with that pack load. <laughs> it was like, yeah, that was. Well, that he was packs good. 50 elk a year. Yeah. Bro, yeah. He's coming for it this year. So where he's got a one up this year, last year we did everything in one day. So he was going to have to run that course twice. This year he's doing the two day shoot. So on Saturday he can run the team get fresh and Sunday come out and do the, the solo. Heck yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting to watch that unfold. I don't I'm know. definitely interested in watching the him go solo against Lucas. Lucas. Lucas is going to whip that ass. <laughs> I saw Lucas on the course. No, and I'm not, I'm, I'm giving them both credit. I saw Lucas on the course and I saw that dude's resolve through pain and suffering. Lucas is going to whip some ass. I got money on Lucas. I think we should start a pool. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna Garrett. start. You just started it. Yeah, I mean, I dude. got Garrett, dude. Oh, he's got. Yeah, Jeff's got it. Jeff's got a. He got one in his back pocket. We got one more guy that is. He's training. Yeah, but, I don't see his name on this list yet, but he's training. Hey, Lucas. Hey, what about that dude? The, you know the what difference. The- I'm sorry. You know the difference. Lucas is trained. <laughs> yeah, he is you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, ready. Hey, dude, I'm telling you, the the level of resolve in that man's face, you knew he was there. He wasn't fucking around. It was. This is not a pack out challenge, motherfucker. I'm kicking your ass through this course. That was his. That was his mindset, and you could. It was apparent, dude. I was so proud I'll to walk. Back. I was so proud to walk back. the hill with him. Oh no, you're gonna bet against I, me now, some bitch. I can't <laughs> bet against Lucas. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was cool. It was. But I want to. Hey, what's the dude? What's the dude that couldn't make the shoot last year? I want to see him there. Hunter. No, no, no. Him too. Remember the dude that signed up that owns the construction company? Oh. Um, ooh, now you. I can't remember his name. He owns Spider Construction or something like that up in Denver. Yep, and he won the uh, Predator Games. Yeah. Dan Staten talked about him when we did the podcast with him. He said that dude yeah. can win it. Yeah. We need I think he beat Lucas in that other challenge. So I'm gonna look up his name right now. Ooh, so this it um, might be it, stiff. It's gonna be stiff for hey, sure. Hey, we should get we I'm, should just get like lawn chairs and ice chest, right? And well, no, so you know what we're doing this year? We're gonna put we're gonna put some some cams out. Some trail cams out. I already know. Yep. I already know. That's a great goddamn idea. Trail cams <laughs> out, of course, with a with a monitor back at home base, with your guy's lawn chair. Yeah. No, I want. We gotta yes. have. We gotta have at least two rows on the course with lawn chairs. They have to run through, and we just have a cooler full of beers and whatnot, <laughs> yes. and sit yes. there and chill and watch dudes run through. Yes. What can make it any better? Because if we're gonna be Nothing. spectators to dudes kicking ass. We might as well be front row spectators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, one thing we didn't mention is Lucas's wife told him, if you don't come back with that belt, don't come home. <laughs> so oh, yeah, oh. 
Charlie so Pappas. Charlie Pappas, yes. Where are you at, Charlie? Charlie needs to show up this year. See, ooh, man, yeah. underdogs too, right? Because how, how you go on the odds with that one if nobody's seen Charlie? You've seen the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. So back to the prize packs, guy. Yep. Um, so that's solo. The teams, uh, they win a canyon cooler full of all kinds of goodies, kill kits, knives, bunch of different stuff donated from all the different awesome vendors we got. Um, plus they get these big old, big old bad medals. Um, what else we got? We got, uh, uh, they get, they get rhinos this year. Oh, that's right. They're not getting medals. They're getting, they're getting rhinos sponsored by Kafaru. So they're getting the, the rhino. Um, who, okay. You, you said other sponsors. So who's there last year? I remember Western fly marsupial gear. Um, what run that, run that list. The best, you know, the list Jeff offhand. Yeah. So, uh, we had wilderness athlete, iron will, um, we had velvet antler technology, um, Tito knives. Um, is it Tito or Tito? Tito. Oh shit. Okay. Tito. Are you sure you're just <laughs> yes. not saying that? <laughs> no, it's Tito. So I tried to correct that for once. No, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm saying your company's name wrong, but I think it's Tito. I tried to make fun of Efren and say, you know, it's Tito, right? And he was like, it's Tito, dude. And then I shut up ever since then. So now I say Tito. Because <laughs> <laughs> when somebody is sure and they correct you, you should stop. He don't know. He just said he wasn't sure. It's a T-Y. He's gonna, he'll, correct, he'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty damn sure I'm right. Yeah, I think it's just because uh, his name is Gonzalez. He thinks everything that looks like Tito must be Tito. <laughs> he, also, hey, he also calls mangoes mangoes. Yeah, exactly my point. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's got to say Tito. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, whatever, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sponsor list. Uh, Gladiators Unleashed. Um, Western Fly. Rut Holsters. Um, self-guided. Self-guided. Yep, we had... Um, Bow Hitch in uh, Mountain Tough Fitness. And then... You're going to miss one, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm missing a few, and I'm sorry if I missed you. Um, this year we have a lot of the same companies and then a lot of new companies on it too. So the giveaway should be pretty darn good this year. Uh, yeah, Shields of Colorado Springs, Hunt Wallet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So mile high note game calls. Yeah. This year we're looking at, uh, uh, outside of what you've said, I think you mentioned sneak tech might be getting involved a little bit. Yep, Sneak Tech, Slayer. Slayer Calls, Onyx is one Onyx. of our largest sponsors this year as well. Um, I think you said JNC Archery, right? Yep, JNC. JNC Archery. Yeah, they're out of Amarillo, am I right? Amarillo, yep. Okay, they're coming out to the Raton. Um, Elk and Shape. That's in New Mexico for the people that don't know where Raton is. Yes, absolutely. So we do have, uh, let me go to my other page here. Um, Catamount Outdoors is coming in with some bino harnesses this year. They're going to come out and showcase, show everyone what they've got going on. Um, outside of that, I think Jeff's covered them all. Nice. So, I mean, I that's, that's a, that's a hell of a deal, right? I mean, you can come, you can come to the shoot and you get pretty much the gamut, um, in terms of getting ready for the upcoming season. Um, yeah. you know, for me, it's always about September but there's some anomalies out there that don't really care about September, but I think you get it all in that. Um, 
What what in the world, when you look around the landscape, what in the world made you guys go, we want to do a shoot? Um, so, you know, we've been to, we've been to total archery. We've been to mountain archery. I've been to a bunch of little 3d shoots and they're fun, but they're not, they're not informative. I mean, you're, you're throwing anywhere from 30 yards to 120 yard shots. So they're not really hunting scenarios. You know what I mean? Uh, we kind of, we want, we wanted to bring the informative portion to the uh, the shoot, but also wanted it to be competitive because just like those other events, nothing against them. I love to do them, but they're not, unless you have, unless you're shooting with your brother-in-law and it's all competition, it's not really, there's, you don't have to keep score. You're not shooting for a win. You're not shooting for a trophy. Jeff and I, our, our boys wrestle and we go to these different tournaments all over the, you know, these like the, New Mexico, Arizona, up here in Colorado, and they get to win, you know, belts like this and trophies bigger than them. Their faces light up when they get to see what they get to win. Dude, it's the same way with us. Like you see the same thing when someone shoots a 200 inch buck and, and they're, you know, on their Instagram, they're actually, they're excited. Or even if it's not that, even if, if they're not showboating on, on Instagram or whatever, and it's your buddy and he sends it to you, you can tell the dude's excited. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So competition is, it's huge in this industry. And it, we just seen that it wasn't being, we weren't, no one was really putting it into play when it came to the 3d shoots. Like they're not, they're not scored. You, they give you a scorecard and you can take score if you want. Well, mountain archery fest, they do, they do have a scored competition in theirs. Um, we didn't partake in it, but they do have it. And I know this year that they're adding a, a little bit more to it too. So. But yeah, we wanted, we wanted the whole circle, the whole hunting circle too. Yeah. yeah. So like, I love the calling. He obviously loves the packing out and you know, we both love the shooting. Yeah. But yeah. I shot all of them. I shot the mountain archery fest. I shot total archery fest. I did all the competitions I could do. And Western hunt fest was by far my favorite shoot because of the competition, because of the uh, challenges, uh, shooting out of the blind or crawl into your, um, running back and forth to the target. Um, it was far more of a competition than like a guy said, mountain archery fest does have a competition and I shot their competition, but it wasn't as much fun. It wasn't the challenge that, uh, Western hunt fest, you know, brought to the game. And not only that, the guys that you shoot, with everybody shooting with you know they're rooting you on even though they're competing against you yep they're they're wanting to be um you know they want to be beat by the best not only do they want to win but they also want to be beat by the best and western hunt fest gave them gave gives us all that um yeah to where um, well well put so that that's kind of actually i was actually a question for adam right as and and as a consumer of it or you know what what were the highs what were the lows um, so that was perfect. That was, you know, my question written down on paper and he just jumped right in. I, if, if I didn't know how he sleeps, I would have thought he was sleeping cause we ain't heard from him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey guy, can I go through the, the, the shots that we have this year? 
I don't. Yeah, think, let I, him know. I don't think you want to go through every single one, but yeah, hit us with some. <laughs> I, I, hey, I got a couple. I got a couple really cool added ones. So one being the Texas Heart Shot. So we all know what the Texas Heart Shot is. Um, we're not promoting Texas Heart Shot as like a ethical shot in the first place, but any follow up shot is a great shot. You know, if that animal's still going, you should probably shoot it again. I'm. I'm witness to that. Uh, oh, and, and I'll caveat that too, right? When you realize, I mean, you'll hear it on this episode, but when you get around these two dudes and a bunch of other friends, it is, it's, it's a shit show. It, it's a bunch of laughs. <laughs> it's a bunch of goofing. So, and then I think that's part of, of what makes what Adam was talking about a plus, right? Because you're able to go out there and just have a freaking good time um kind of let it all hang loose so just caveat that again so people don't go that's bullshit you know um yeah because it definitely isn't a promoted thing but it is about having fun and just getting out there and you know kind of for sure kind of letting it all hang out yeah yeah and then we have um i think i i called one cheap legs so we're gonna make them do like uh lunges before from a certain location to the pen before they shoot so that they have wiggly legs and then um we have them shooting out of a blind. We might do a tree stand because um, uh, I just learned a whole new thing about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Yeah, we have all the crawling, the sitting, but every single shot will have a, a hunting challenge. And we went through like a list of common challenges that we see in the woods. And we added those to, uh, to the hunt fest with a little, uh, a cute little name attached to it. So... But yeah, we do have some long bombers too. And um, for those, again, follow-up shots. We like to have fun. It was a good way to put them in there. So we do have, I think, our longest is 100. Uh, Did we hit 100? I think 105 is our longest. I don't remember if we hit that. Yeah, maybe. So we didn't, we will. So so one of the things, like with all the shoots that I've noticed, right, and, and this is, you know, across the board, um, on some of the courses, you don't you don't get a ton of stuff that deal with trajectory, right? Shooting shooting through essentially, right? And understanding the trajectory of your bow. You guys have anything um, like that set up or thoughts of set up like that? I I can I can think of I can think of three maybe four targets at two different events that really focused on you knowing your trajectory. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We have, uh, on, uh, both courses, we should have a handful of shots that really make you focus in on that. Um, we also have a natural blind set up to where you're going to have shooting lanes and you're really going to have to, No, we know it's going to make you uncomfortable. Good. Yeah. 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 So, and then footing is another big thing. Like when you're on a side hill and you focus in on your bubble, you got to play games with your bow to get it to shoot. Right. So we have a lot of that going too. So. Heck yeah. Um, so Adam, we, I don't want you just to sit there and listen the whole time, dude. What's uh, let them have it, dude. What, what could they do better at the shoot? Since Please, you, are, you yes. gave them kudos. Um, really, uh, just keep coming in with the same thing that you're doing, um, adding on different shots and 
everything else. I don't know how it could get a lot better. Um, just, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to do both events this year and I'm excited to see what the first event's going to do, um, what it's going to be like. Um, I'm telling everybody I know about it and I know everybody, you know, they all want to join in and, um, I don't know. I, I really don't know if you could do much better. Honestly, you got the pack out challenge, um, elk calling. It's, I don't know. Every year it'll probably progress and I'll, something new will show oh, up. Yeah. But, um, no boom. You know, like I said, I went to every event that I could last year. I traveled, you know, from Wyoming to Colorado and all over the place. And, uh, the American Bowman's in my backyard, basically. And, it was by far my favorite shoot that nice I did all year. So I really appreciate that for you guys just to throw it together in like a matter of no time, you know, like you guys all said, it was the last minute thing. And it was just, I, I thought it turned out perfect. I think everything, you know, just came together and it was a, it was a, it was a badass shoot. And then just to, so everybody understands Adam is a, absolute shooter adam is an archer an obsessed giant archer (laughs) (laughs) i mean you can you can tell with the way that adam carries himself you look at his that is set up everything is meticulous it's thought out he knows his gear um for me that says a lot right when when i could look at a guy and and know and and have a, a few words in a conversation that this guy knows that setup he knows how to shoot it he takes pride in that setup um, and in his ability to shoot. So, um, if that means anything, Adam is an absolute shooter. Um, not well, he, just some dude. He proved that on the, yeah, he proved on he that proved. thing. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it says a lot, right? Anybody can take a couple shots and hit the mark. Um, but to do it in competition and consistently that, that says a lot. Um, and then he's, you know, like he said at the beginning, right. He's getting ready for a shoot. We just come off of that hunt. Um, you know, he's getting ready to go in, you know, competition seasons now and he's moving around on that. So <clears throat> um Adam's quiet on social media for folks that, you know, don't know Adam, but um he is uh he is he's a cold blooded killer. I heard a lot of elk stories on my drive with him. Yeah. So this dude is out there getting it done, right? Not everybody is uh is out on social media and you know, in the in no. the front of that world. So he puts his time in the woods instead of on, online. I tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he shows up everywhere because we have the same experience with Adam. Yeah. We literally see him everywhere. Yeah. Which yeah, is dude. cool, right? I mean, that was before I was here, right? That's not yeah. when I got it. That was before I was here when I was making the 18-hour drives. And I'm like, oh, there's there's dude again. <laughs> yeah. You know? I counted it. I saw him at four competitions last year. Best of the best. Mountain Archery Fest. Tack and Western Hunt Fest. Is that correct? The only one I didn't do was best of the best. Oh, um, you didn't do best of the best. No, I signed up too late for best of the best. I oh, am signed okay. up this year. Okay. But all the I'm other ones, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. So three of them. But yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm planning on doing best of the best and uh both Western Hunt Fest and I'm doing mountain archery and total archery and um oh, I'm doing them. I'm doing them all, but yeah, I'm most excited for going down to New Mexico. Haven't shot that shoot yet. And, uh, um, of course the American Bowman. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Adam, how does, how does all that, 
How does all that 3D shoot, how does that play into your seasons? How is that in terms of preparation for you? Um, or is it just the archery obsession? Oh, it absolutely plays into my season. You know, it gets me in shape. Um, practicing different shots, you know, different angles. Um, you know, you can go to an archery range. I'm doing team or a tournament right now, indoor archery shooting. And you can shoot at a target straight on and, you know, hit X's and whatever else. But, you know, to go to a 3D shoot and shoot different angles, different challenges, um, you know, to where to – you know, last year I had to duck underneath the tree and, you know, squeeze around a tree branch to make a shot on an elk. And you learn that through, or you practice that through the 3d shoots, um, where, you know, if you're in your backyard shooting a cube or, you know, in a, you know, at your local archery shop shooting, you don't get to practice those scenarios. Right. And, uh, all the 3d shoots, I get to practice every possible scenario that, um, you know, comes to play. And that's what I, you know, honestly, I think being able to practice on a 3d course is really gets what gets me ready for the elk season. I mean, that's a, yeah. sorry. Not to say, I never had sorry, a duck. Bob. I never had to duck last year. What event was that? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. Oh, there it goes. There uh, got in the gallery that way. That's better. I don't like that view on the thing. Um, I mean, not to say that a guy couldn't go out or a gal couldn't go out and not shoot any uh, any 3D events. Because me, I, you know, I'll go to the 3D events. Most of the time I'm, I'm working in some capacity. Uh, I don't get to shoot. I might get to hit the range. Um, I don't shoot. Uh, but I spend a lot of time behind the bow. I understand that stuff. So I don't want people to think, well, i got to go to a 3D shoot. You know, what are you saying? Right. Um, no, you don't necessarily have to. But, you know. It, it, you get in that scenario and you're like, oh, I've been here before, right? I've been here before. I was I was put in this position before and you're able to translate it. One of the big things for me, you know, Jeff, you said it is that footing, right? Because I'm, it's weird, right? If, if when I draw back, I feel everything. I feel, I could feel a, a quarter inch rock under my boot and I wear a stiff boot. I could feel that, um, mm -hmm. you know, if, everything absolutely everything i can feel it and if you're not if you're not in tune with that and you haven't shot enough or you haven't been in those scenarios those things will screw that shot up because now your head is in oh my legs my this leg is up oh my goodness this foot feels like it's going to slip maybe you're on a downhill grade right this foot's going to slip well that's attention away from that shot process right and in the heat of the moment you need to be dialed in that shot process oh yep and it, it is it is going to make or break you um make or break you big time so yeah i, I think that uh i think the offerings and and they're well thought out and i think that that's a huge deal right and wanting to put people i don't want to say uncomfortable positions um but you know slightly uncomfortable especially going in you know a lot of us are in that indoor season stuff right now or in that competition season indoor you get into some of those canopies broken light um you know it's shaded different i mean it's that's a big deal man a big deal um all all four of us over the you know that last week here um zero light you're right you're looking you're like damn i could i am i behind my am i in my peep 
Like, is that my ring? You know, is that my housing? <laughs> the one night I think I drew and let down six times trying to deal with the adjustment of light. Uh, and by the time you figure it out, guess what? It's too late, right? Pins are gone. You just, you know, and it was to the point where, you know, I, so everybody knows I shoot, uh, I shoot three pin um, horizontal and I was just using the end of my pin because I couldn't see. I couldn't see my pins. There was no more light. So it was like, okay, work through this. Um, no shots that way, but it was interesting to stress myself that way to have to really work through my shot process, knowing that if I didn't come back how I should every single time, I wasn't sure if I was looking through my peep sight and I would have to pull my head away. And then when I came back in, you know, every time, well, for me, Every time you have to drop back in, your position is off a little bit and you're making adjustments. So I'm huge on just straight back draw and I'm in my anchor position there. Um, so it was pretty interesting to be in that position. It, we need to go as dark as possible on a couple of those shots um, because I think that'll... So I guess that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I think that it adds another element to it. Um, and it was... And I told you guys in camp, right? I was like, man, that it made me have to draw perfectly and think about my shot process. We get a little bit complacent with it because we shoot a lot or we're used to our bow or whatever it is. And, you know, that shot might be off this much. Um, but it was just like, boom, okay, I'm there. Like, I knew I was there. And then it's just a matter of finding the blob on the ground. Um, that was, yeah, we won't even go there. You have a, a black oh, peep. We're going to go there here in a minute. Yeah, you have a black peep. You got black pins because you can't see anything. Your inside your housing is black. And then the animal that you're aiming at is black. It just turns out to. And a you're big, looking into the black. Yeah, it's a big black blob. And you're like, is that? <laughs> is, is and that, that guy it? had a black heart. <laughs> is, is, that the, is that the color that my pig's heart turned after I put that arrow through it? Oh! oh! <laughs> That's not the color that mine did. <laughs> um. All right. So that's Western Hunt Fest. Um, you know, it, it is a it's a really good event. Um, Bailey is a great event. I we I'm sure Raton's gonna be amplified. Um, it's at the Whitting the NRA Whittington Center, so that should be nuts. Um, accommodations. So let's talk about that so people understand it. So what what event has accommodations, what event doesn't? One day, two day, how's it shake out this year? So the uh, the Whittington Center in Raton, New Mexico, um, that's the April 29th and 30th event. That one, so there there's accommodations there, um, everything from raw campsites all the way up to actual housing, competitor housing, uh, with showers and bathrooms and all all the whole nine. Um, however, I believe there may I don't is it, I think last week there was one actual house left or one room left actually. So we may be down to trailer, trailer hookups, raw campsites, that kind of deal. Um, we did, we let people, you know, we let everybody know repeatedly you got, if you've already signed up, go online, call them, get your reservations in because it was going to sell out quick. And I think what, two weeks ago they had one left. Yeah. Um, and then we have, so we had a block of rooms, so I'll release a couple more. So there may be a couple coming up here and there, but, uh, for the most part, the cabins are, are spoken for. Um, however, the city of Raton 
is like 10 minutes from the event right. and there's tons of hotels there. So there's plenty of lodging. Yeah. But honestly, if I were you, if I were like the general public, I would rather camp. Like, yeah, just throw, just a, cot out, throw a cot out next to you. It's in the yeah. middle of the freaking summer, isn't it? No, it's April. Yeah. All right. So it's April. Spring, it, it might be a little cool. It, it might, but it'll, it'll give you a chance to test your hunting gear to see if like, Hey, this is well, something I could use during the hunt. Like everybody claims to be in the back country all the time. So they should already yeah. know what it's about. Uh, let's, let's see it. Yeah, let's, there you go. Let's see you um, knocking on my door at night. <laughs> Bailey, Bailey's gonna be a little different um, because there's there's only a couple facilities for for rooms there. So, and I think most of the people are signed up for two day. Um, I'm not extremely familiar with the surrounding area, Adam. You might Adam hit it. Go, yeah, you live there, so. We could stay there, with Adam. There are it's a lot uh, ten dollars a night. In Bailey, there are a lot of Airbnbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is camping. It's a little further away. Um, it's going to be uh, primitive camping. You know, no hookups, no anything like that. Um, in the national forest, but yeah, I'd say a lot of Airbnbs up here in Bailey. Um, and then what's the closest? Bet. What's the closest town that's going to have hotels? Probably Denver. Um, Are they all the way out to Denver? Oh heck, Denver. There, there is a hotel in Bailey, yeah. um, in Grant, uh, okay. a small hotel in Grant. Okay, um, that will probably book up. I'm, sh- I'm sure, really quick. And then, right. uh, I'm not sure if there's any hotels in Evergreen. I can't recall if Evergreen has any hotels or not. Okay, I think they do. I'm pretty sure they do. Um. So yeah, like there's a, a little, little hotel in Grant, Colorado. So we're like within 30 minutes, though, right? Ish. That is probably about 10 to 15 minutes from the Bowman. So I say you guys call, try and get a block of rooms, put that out. I dude, I've I've been calling. I've called a couple different places in the area, and I got the same answer from both from both facilities. They said during that time of year, we're going to sell out. We don't need to. We don't need to. Lower our pli- our prices. Hey, we're going to sell out no matter what. Damn. I said, well, damn. Yeah, no, no <laughs> so, so everybody kiss up to Luke Cadillo and Adam Schroeder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I could have sworn I heard Adam say $10 a night and you're in his pad. He doesn't care. That's uh, what he said. <laughs> actually, I do got some property. If you, uh, I could accommodate a couple trailers, a couple camping go, trailers on my property. Uh, That's what's up. Heck yeah. Not for $10 a night, but he might. He might be nice. He might have to. <laughs> yeah. Got to make a little bit of money to get back down to Texas before elk season. No, you know how he's going to get down to Texas again. So, so he he got to Texas off that uh, the this that thing, thing got. <laughs> right. So we're running that again. Uh, we're going to run it back, but the competition will be a little more stiff because we have two events this year, um, and we're going to combine both events entries into the one hunt. Ooh. Cool. Dun dun dun. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That's a parlay right into Texas. Let's talk about Texas because that was that was fun, man. I mean, like again, Texas it was, was a, a it was whirlwind fast, less the drive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to find some sheds. Okay, uh, dude. Don't even. We. This is not a shed episode, so don't even <laughs> introduce that <laughs> with Jeff on. I, uh, dude. The, 
I'm out, right? We're we're rolling around. You know, we we know we got all these exotics and crap running around. I'm gonna see some whitetail I ain't seen forever. And this dude is picking off sheds at 90 miles an hour, 200 yards away, right? And I'm like, dude, I'm not. Did you see that shit? Was that a shed? That was a brownie. And I'm like, bro, I'm looking at animals. I'm looking for life. And this dude is picking. Uh, we we would have stopped. That last hundred miles, probably fourteen or fifteen times. Dude, you for, would have never made it for all the sheds that this dude was picking off on the road. It was. What crazy. did I tell you, Adam? That's it. That's it. There, he is sick for him. That dude was going to stop twenty more times. Oh, it was hilarious. No, we 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 made it through that. Well, and to- I started looking too. Yeah, <laughs> we made it through. Okay, not a shed. How episode. he picked him out, I don't know. Oh, dude, the one he I went- swore he was crazy. The set that he he found a freaking. A full set, uh, just sitting right there. He's going to go get it. And we think, we think he was supposed to match it. I meant to ask. The set he found, we think we found the deer that dropped that set probably a year before dead next to that set. Texas people don't shed hunt, I guess. Hey, so did Jeff, did they pick, did you look at that other shed, the one you pulled off of that head? Did it match up? I think so. Yeah, it, it man, we like looked it. at it, and I was like, damn, dude, that the, the dead deer, that's his set. It was a trip. Yeah, the, the deer died about, what, 15 feet from the sheds? Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably, you know, a year apart, and he died yeah. right where he jumped and dropped them suckers. It'd be, I'd be yep. surprised if it wasn't because he was even bladed on the same side. Yep. Yeah, it was a trip. All right, so we, we get real quick through that shed stuff. But, yeah, it rolled down. I mean, I think it was, uh, what, 13, 14 hours, something like that. Ended up being, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, we get there at what? What did we get there, like 6.30 in the mm-hmm. evening? Yeah. And it was it was as fast as we could sight in our bows, make sure everything was straight. And go. Jeff took out the, Jeff took out the thermal. <laughs> yeah. That that thermal cost a lot of time. <laughs> it did, man. That thermal is what what exhausted everybody. Not me. Yeah, that thing. I was like, it ain't sighted in. I don't want no part of it. I want to shoot it a couple but times. It, it, but day two, it was sighted in. Yeah, I still didn't yeah, want man. no part of it. I was by day two, I was on a I was on a fucking vendetta. I was on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we get there, we get there, and you know, uh, it's Texas, so we went out. Uh, yeah, went out, checked everything out and got, I mean, it was, it was, you know, pretty late. Um, got to sit on some blinds. I think Adam and Jeff took out the, uh, the thermal and then, uh, Ephraim and I went and sat some, uh, sat in some blinds. Couple had, uh, green spotlights on them, kind of censored lights and we got to sit on them and that was cool. Right. I mean, it got you pumped up because you're, you're sitting there and it's your first, you know, your first evening in camp. And uh, animal after animal after animal after animal, trying to figure out how the hell am I going to do this in the dark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was pretty interesting. So it pumps you up, right? I mean, it, it gets you going right away. And then it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's everything was nothing but promise that night. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was that a was trip. Awesome. That, that first night was a trip because I've never, I've never done anything like that at night. I've never been in a state where, you could do anything of the sort. Right. So to sit up in a tree stand, what, 15 feet up in the air, 20 feet up in the air in pitch dark. And then hearing the crunching and the snorting and all the, everything else that comes with the pigs. 
That was a trip. And then just like you said, seeing black blobs yeah. moving around, hoping that they go to the light. Yeah. Well, but but getting them in the light is only half the battle. Because if you don't have, and, and all of us, I, for me, I I don't hunt anywhere where I can use a real stat light. I can't put a light on my, my bow. So it, it doesn't even, <laughs> it didn't even, uh, didn't even dawn on me that it was going to be that much of a problem until you get out there and realize that, wow, that is not enough light to light me so I can shoot this animal. Um, right. Which is a little bit, it, 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 it caused you to figure some shit out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It, what, what it has now done is put me into a financial deficit. Looking at <laughs> I'm already on it, man. I'm already on it. You yeah. sent me that link. I'm, Alex sent me that link. I ordered that light. <laughs> did you get it already? Uh, I already ordered it. I wasn't. Yeah. told you I'm coming back and I'm building that bow. Like it's not oh, even, yeah, I'm not joking. The same, bro. Yeah. I'm building one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. It so, was cool pulling off the highway and seeing all those black bucks and the axis and the that was the the thing that blew me up. Like we turned off that road to get to the property and then boom, a whole field full of exotics. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. 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 I crazy. wish you guys could have seen that black buck. I mean, all all those animals are impressive, right? And and, and I was so happy because I think I was telling E about the black buck, and I'm like, dude, you them things will jump 10 feet in the air, 30 feet across with no effort. And dude, I swear it was, huh? It was verbatim. Alex said the same thing. And I'm like, I told you, I told you it's crazy. It's just, they're the most amazing little animals, man. When you see them move across the landscape. Um, I was kind of bummed. I didn't get to see one, but that'd have been nice. Oh, you will. You will. When we go back. Oh, dude, I'm, (laughs) I, I came back in. I told my wife, that's probably going to be a two-time-a-year trip. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't say shit. For she already sure. knew by the look on my face that that was a two-time-a-year trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We got some unfinished business there. I mean, outside yeah. of the unfinished business, it's just a cool it's just a cool position to be in, right? Like, you get to move yeah. around for, for pennies, for really for pennies, considering what you're able to – to take yeah. with that tag on that property for that car, dude. You you can't. You, if you, you can't if you it. were to capitalize on that, right? If you were to capitalize yes. on that, and you put a monetary value, took the monetary value of the hunt and and put that into the meat, dude. It's gonna be it's gonna be cheap meat because you have such no an opportunity. Yeah, and then if you if you're set up to go down there and get those night sessions in. You you get it all right there, I mean, yeah. it, it, without without question, you get all your money back right there. You Dude, had a good time, Alec. Oh, absolutely! It was yeah. a blast. Um, staying out till I don't know what it was the first night. I think like two thirty at night, crawling around in the dirt with the thermal and the. <laughs> um, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't sighted in at that point, but you know, I uh, took a shot at a pig that night and. You know, it was, I mean, we drove all day and it, we, we had no problem staying up all night, chasing, uh, you know, having a blast, having a good time. And, um, yeah, this is a blast. I, I can't wait to go out again. Okay. Absolutely. Hold on. It, it was semi-sided in. Okay. People are going to be close. like, what are you shooting at? The motherfuckers <laughs> went outside there. So we went to the range and we shot it. And instead of trying to figure out the electronics, 
we we did our due diligence and we figured out how we had to offset our shot to compensate for where that crossbow right. was at. Yep. So we were eight inches to the left and eight inches down, right? I mean, it was it was money when you use the compensation. So just to qualify yeah. it, because yeah. I'm gonna, nobody gets that is true. Yeah. So we Kentucky shot it windage. Yes, exactly. We did. Um, we did. Yeah, and we were able to put it in a you know one to two inch group pretty consistently. Um, yeah, because it, it it's no joke trying to figure out that system uh, on the fly in YouTube University. Yeah, maybe in an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about our our guide though. That guy was money, dude. Yeah, dude. He's he's got the setup. He's got. He's got the whole procedure down. He's got the work ethic. He's got the work, dude. He's a that dude. He's a, a beast out there. Yeah, that dude's a worker. So Alec Moody, shout out to you, man. We'll get an episode here pretty quick and let people know what you're doing down there in the great state of Texas. Um, Alec is a Colorado native that said, you know, what? I'm gonna go check this Texas thing out and a property that him and his family have hunted on since uh, the early 2000s. And now he's out there with the knowledge of the property, the knowledge of the species, and he's running the hunting on that property. Uh, currently, he's sitting at above a thousand acres. Um, and then here in the next few months, he should be pushing somewhere around 3000. Um, right. One hell of a, one hell of a work ethic on dude. Um He's he's going to be up before you. He's going to be ready before you. And he's going to accommodate everything you need accommodated, um, be it taking dogs out to track an animal or crawling through cactus stickers, scorpions and snakes um, to make sure that we, you know, that he does everything. Dude, he that can. dude, that dude can blood trail more better than anyone I've ever met. Especially when you leave a blood trail like mine. Uh, nobody mean, has shit to say. You, you empty, you empty the pig. Uh, uh, <laughs> you drained the pig. That no, I didn't drain it, but she she did she did drip pretty good for us. And that's one of the things, right? And, and I think it's important to talk about as we start, you know, we start venturing off into other species and other animals. Um, th- understanding our setups versus that animal, that animal's anatomy, uh, and their instinct to do what they do um when flight or flight fight or flight hits right when that arrow punches them what is that animal going to do based on that species right and i'm sure the four of us could talk about elk mule deer um and and things that we're used to bear whatever but when you get into those exotics and not understanding that animal for me it was like i i've been to texas i've hunted pigs for a long ass time um you know in texas in cali um, but really understanding it, I think is hugely important in terms of shot placement and just understanding that animal's proclivities on the landscape. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time, we look at mule deer and their biology. Um, we probably spend five times more time when we talk about elk and their behaviors in biology. So I need to caveat that for people that get excited about going, you know, and hunting the exotics and hunting pigs. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a different game. What do you guys what do you guys think in, in along with that? Bro, those things are tough, dude. Their vitals are in different spots. Uh our setups for Western big game, you should not go and just use that setup for them. <laughs> I'm living proof of that. 
Yeah, it's different, man. It's way different. Um, I thought I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, I I thought I made a great shot on that pig, our final, our final evening out. And dude, there's, we had zero blood, not even a drop. So yeah, it's, it's something you definitely got to, you got to do your homework on it. And not to say it can't be done with your setup, right? I mean, shot placement is shot placement, right? But if, if you, if you are giving that animal an opportunity to run, you're doing yourself a detriment because you have to understand the cover that they're able to get into in those landscapes there. I talking a ton of scrub, everything has a fucking thorn and there's tunnels that are carved out for just about every animal that are a foot by two foot tall in some of the thickest, nastiest shit you'd ever try and trek through. Now, you're getting poked just about every step. Um, if it's that infrequent, I put, I didn't even realize it, man. I, Got home, I get in the shower, and I'm like, what the hell? Dude, I'm pulling pricks and yep. pricklers all out of my knees and my freaking elbows and crap. Um, yep. And and I'm not – my track wasn't as bad as some of the other ones. Um, it was it was relatively easy. Uh, but just considering that shot and where that animal went, it was like, God dang. I mean, as soon as we walked in, Alec, you know, he, he took some stuff to the foot, and we had to pause for a second. Um but yeah, they're like Jeff said. You talk about the owl dad, right? I think you were telling me that everything's a little bit far, you know, far forward. Um, so that's going to tinker with your shot placement and, and where you should be going after that animal. For me, I think one of the things I would say is just punch the shoulder blade. Like, don't go behind the crease. Just straight shoulder blade. Go through the bone. Uh, I yep. know that from hunting pigs, and that was my mission on everything. I'm like, I don't want nothing to run in this crap. Um, so who had opportunities? We're going to get some shit talking going. Who had opportunities? <laughs> <laughs> Would you have opportunities on and, uh, how did it turn out? Well, I'll go first. Go first. Yeah, you go. So I, so my first opportunity was with that thermal crossbow. Um, I snuck in, what was that? That was our second night. I think after we were a little more dialed in with it, um, I snuck in on, I think like four or five pigs made a shot. Looked like we had good blood. Alec and I, we dude, we've, we followed that blood for a minute and then uh, got to the point where we could hear, we could hear the pig maybe 15 yards in front of us, but it's pitch dark. I mean, it's, it's black, black out there. Couldn't see it with the lights. Um, and he just kind of turned to me and he's like, look, dude, I'm not trying to have a gunfight with the pig in, at two 30 in the morning. Well, let's mark this spot. We'll come back in the morning. We went back about 10 30 the next morning, 11 o'clock the next morning, dude, nothing, no more blood, no pig, no track, just nothing. So that was my first one. And then, uh, like I said, I, I last night there, I thought I made a great shot on that pig. Um, wait, 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 don't skip over. Getting busted every oh, time you move a pinky. Oh, you want to talk about I the? I want to uh, talk about. Yeah, let's let us let them hear it all. Right, not doing you anybody any about justice. The, yeah, that yeah. morning. So that morning, so we were told when we first got there about these axis deer. We were told don't blink, don't don't breathe, <laughs> don't move a muscle, be in full camo, because they will run. 
So try to do all that. I'm sitting, I'm sitting a blind second or this our, our second day of hunting in the morning. I've got a doe walking in from, from the right side. Um, she gets to a position where she just kind of banks, right. Walks away, never shot opportunity. And, uh, I'm kind of just sitting and I'm sitting there facing, I don't know, facing this straight ahead. And I hear something over my shoulder and I kind of turn around and there's an axis buck walking right towards me. So I'm watching him. I'm like kind of freaking out a little bit. How much can I move? How much can I not? Should I get ready to draw? So I have my bow in my hand. I kind of glanced back. I had already, I had already hit a couple spots with my rangefinder, So I knew where I was at. Um, and I was just trying to figure out, dude, where am I going to draw? At what point am I going to draw and wait for him? Cause he was feeding real slow and I'm not trying to sit there at full draw for a minute. So I'm watching it. There's one spot where I could probably draw. He's going to walk into a 20 yard shooting lane, but I'd have to literally sit in my chair and be all the way turned around. And it just wasn't, it wasn't sitting right with me. I didn't feel comfortable in it. I kind of tried to sit that way before he got close and I wasn't feeling it. So I was going to wait until he was directly sideways to me. Um, and there was a diff, there was a, a good little clump of trees where he would disappear into for 10 seconds. So I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. He gets to them damn trees, dude. He's been feeding this whole time. One step at a time, very slow. And, uh, he gets to the clump of trees. I go to draw, I get about halfway and he never stopped to eat behind the trees. And he's like coupled little, like a little trot. And next thing you know, he's in the open. I'm halfway. I have a little bit of a movement. Dude, instantly he just boom, looked at me, turned, took like three or four steps, looked back at me one more time. I said, full draw. And I'm looking at him, dude, and he's just like, nah, gone. Out of there, bro. Gave me like, I don't know, maybe a second or two. So they're extremely skittish. Um, shortly after that, I had four Axis does that had to have been following him. I've got them walking right in on the same path coming in. So I'm like, okay, I got one more chance at this wind swirled right after that. And all you, I just watched them bug out. So it was after that we went and we looked for that pig again. I called Alec and came in, picked me up. We went and looked for the pig. Um, didn't find that. That was Monday. That was Monday day. We drove Sunday. That was Monday. No, that was Tuesday day. Monday. Yeah. That was Tuesday morning. Um, and then Tuesday evening, I sat that other stand where I shot that pig after we recovered yours. And I just, dude, I just could not, we, none of us, you saw, you saw how it was. Mm -hmm. You know, what's interesting is we're going through there, right? And, and so I'm looking for, you know, a speck of blood and my head's down and I look up and I'm like, damn, I didn't turn on my track. I can't see, and, and we're all, this is level flat ground. I can't see right. not one light. I don't know where anyone is, right? I have, I mean, you can get lost in 200 yards in that place and walk in circles for 10 days. So I'm walking really through good. there and I'm listening and I'm like, I can't hear anything. That shit's just absorbing all the sound. I go, where are you guys at? And Adam's like, I'm right here. He's like 50 feet from me. <laughs> I, I couldn't see his light. He had a light. I couldn't see it literally yeah. on the other side of, of two bushes. 
I mean, yeah, that is how thick it. I don't need Adam. Could you see me back there or hear me until I said something? Yeah, I could see you. Oh, okay. I could see you coming. Okay, because I yeah, couldn't I, fig- see a I damn figured thing. you were coming right up there. I had no idea. I was just looking for blood. <laughs> I looked up and I'm like, shit, where'd everybody go? Yeah. So okay, that's my experience, man. It was. I had a blast. I I I mean, just to have the opportunity to shoot that buck. Right. It was. <laughs> It was something else. What? What did? Okay, we already know what the access, right? We we kind of know what you did wrong on the pig. What did you do wrong? Um, my shot placement, man. I really i i shot I shot like I would have shot a deer, and I just I, I don't know if I was from the look of the arrow. Maybe I was a little bit too high. I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not sure. I I felt like I was settled in. I, you know, controlled my breathing. I did everything I thought I, I should have been doing. Um, I, I think maybe with the grease on the arrow, the fat on it, I was just a little bit high. And, and it's interesting too, right? So, so folks understand it, right? You're, these are, these are kind of, uh, they're sit down stands, right? So you're, you're staying seated. You're having to draw as you're seated. Then you're having to anchor up and then, for Western hunting, typically, or archery in general, you know, you're, you're told to, you know, bend at the waist. Well, you're in this stand, you're, this is the There's first no bending. time, right. There's the first time you're in this and you have some decently steep angles, um, that, that would really surprise you. You, for me, I was like, okay, I'm talking myself through the shot. So I'd get in that thing, man. And I would draw and kind of figure out where I was hitting what I was. The first night I had to take my stabilizer off. I'm shooting a, a 12 inch cutter. I had to take it off because things. I'm hitting everything. Right. And this right. is stuff you don't know when you're booting, scooting on the ground. So now I'm having to go, Oh crap. How is this going to affect my shot? Because I'm mm-hmm. used to my bow feeling a certain way. Like I said earlier, you put a quarter inch rock under my foot, shit, put a penny under my foot. I'm going to feel that. So as I, I draw my bow back without my stab on, I'm like, man, it feels a little bit weird. So I had to talk to myself about it, you know? So shot placement, not being in that position. Um, I just think it's important. So people understand like, you know, what to prep for is why I'm asking not to put everybody on blast. Um, All right, Adam hit us. Uh, well, I had the uh, opportunity the first night with the uh, thermal. Uh, snuck up on some pigs with Alec, and you know he uh, he guided me right up to him. Um, I think Jeff, you just stayed back in the UTV there, and uh, I don't know. Alec took took a good long time getting me up close to those pigs, and we probably got within twenty twenty five yards or so of them, and uh, they scooted on out of there and. Um, he told me just to sit there and wait, you know, they come back and eventually they rolled back in and, um, had one come in about 35 yards. And, uh, I did, I, I compensated the, the, um, the thermal like, like we did, you know, we, uh, we shot it and we knew it was shooting, um, high, right. So I shot low left and I could see through the thermal, my, my bolt went right over the top of the pig's back and it was clean miss. Um, Jeff came in with Alec and we both looked over, we put the blood light on the arrow. Um, we knew it was a clean miss and then got on a couple more pigs that night. And, uh, I don't know, it's probably about two o'clock in the morning by then. 
and uh, the battery on the thermal had died. So there was no seeing anything mm-hmm. and there was no taking another shot, you know? So I laid there and I waited and I, I, I could hear the pigs walking, you know, five feet away from me, what it sounded like, but uh, you couldn't see them. It was pitch black dark. And that was uh, my opportunity. The first night, the second night or the second day um, didn't have any kind of action. I didn't have anything come in. Um, that evening got on another pig and sat there and waited and waited for him to come in to my, my shooting lane, which was just a, a small little shooting lane, wait, waiting for him to come into that spot. And it was probably two hours before he came in my shooting lane. And by that time it was dark. So I hurried up and pulled off one of my Luminox shoved in my scope housing and did whatever I could to try to see that pig, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough light. There wasn't enough light to see that pig. And, uh, um, that was pretty much uh, all the opportunities that I got when we were out in Texas. Um, well, you had that, you had that, I think that was the last day, right? You had that group of out at behind you talking and chatter that's the hard part right is you have you know you got an animal over here or 10 animals over here behind you and you're just frozen man and it's like it drive me bonkers (laughs) yeah oh it did did too yeah because i could hear them they were right behind me and i knew it wasn't more um god it couldn't have been more than 80 yards behind me but like like you said you can't see anything i mean that that's so is so thick you can't see i could hear them and i knew they're they were close but uh, I tried to make the goat call. Um, you know, Jeff, he was trying to teach Jeff's us how got to him down. <laughs> Jeff's got the goat call down. Yeah. And uh, I tried to make a few goat calls and try to sound like an odd ad, but no, they never, they never presented themselves through my blind. So we, we, what do we call Jeff? Like the goatler? Like we got the bugler. <laughs> we got the bugler we got the elk whisperer and now we got the goatler <laughs> i'll take the goat <laughs> you gotta kill some shit to be the goat bro I know. <laughs> all right Damn. okay so i think i think in terms of sitting honest okay alec and 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 jeff had an immediate bond Okay, so I think Jeff got the priority blinds. Alec may have told us we got good blinds, right? But these guys had this little shed thing going on because they're both (laughs) from gold. Yes, yes. I mean, they're talking about sheds and where they found this shed. And I got a shed that looks like yours, blah, 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 blah. I mean, they. so it, it was obvious, especially after the first day, that Jeff was going to get the spots. It was the shed luck, bro. I All told you. It's lucky right. when you find a shed. <laughs> All right. Go for it, man. What, what did you see? How did it go? What did you do wrong? All right. So my first day, um, I went with Adam and Alec on the uh, pig stock. So uh, from my perspective, it was really cool because uh, I think you guys were with us on the first pig stock, right? Yeah, we actually you drove by. To get dropped yeah. off when Adam was laying prone on him. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. You guys were there for that. So, like, for me, it was really cool because uh, I was sitting in the the uh, the little ranger there, like, just like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And it seemed like it took forever. And uh, he told us he was going to flash his light when he wanted us to drive the, mm-hmm. the ranger up. Well, 
we kept seeing the light of the thermal and everybody kept asking, should we go? Should we go? Should we go? Well, yeah. Um, well, that lasted a little while till he finally uh, got busted. And then uh, Alec came back, went and dropped you guys off. Came running back. Yeah, running, full on running. Um, well, yeah, he uh, picked you guys up um, or he dropped you guys off. We went back. He got, Adam got a shot. We checked out the, the shot placement. Well, then immediately after, Alec knew exactly where to take us. He took us around the corner and boom, he's like, they'll be right here. And sure enough, he, he asked Adam to see the thermal. He looked up and he's like, they're right there. So then um, we parked and walked up the road. Well, they left me behind. So I'm sitting behind and I could hear them walking up for a certain amount of time. And every one, every now and again, I could see like a little like blue light going. Um, so I was sitting back there just waiting, waiting, waiting. Well, this whole time I'm like stoked, dude, like. Oh, this is, we're going to get into some action, yada, yada, yada. Well, then the thermal dies and uh, we go and pick you guys up. Well, all you guys have had all this action and I've just been sitting on the desert floor. So at this point, I'm like, oh boy, I can't wait for them. <laughs> well, then the next morning we go out and I was not ready for the cold, man. I was sitting up there. I underestimated being bored. I was like, what the heck? I'm not made for a tree stand. Well, then uh, that day goes by. Um, I didn't have much action in the morning. I got to see some really cool birds and stuff. But, you know, then that evening he said, wait, 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 wait. You're not going to gloss over coming back and be like the female cardinal with that orange is just beautiful. Did you see the orange on that? (laughs) That tells you what you do at a tree stand for the most part. (laughs) Dude, those birds were sick, though. Those cardinals. Yeah, they they were were. like some bright red ones, some orange ones. I had my binoculars. I'm staring at them. I, I probably didn't see any animals because I'm up there like admiring the birds <laughs> moving around. Bird. But yeah, anyway, um, the that evening uh, I got put in the A plus blind, and uh, I was sitting there and uh, I was bored. Honestly, I could hear I could hear what I thought was an audad in the distance, and they were uh, talking back and forth, talking back and forth. And you know, I love calling like everything from Turkey to elk to anything I can try to call in. So I'm sitting there and to be honest, I was impatient. So I did this little, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) there it is. They started talking back to me. I was like, Oh shit. Like (laughs) what the hell? So then I would hear the male and then the female. And then I would do that again. Well, they were like, it seemed like responding to me. Well, I was like, I better stop. I'm going to scare everything out of here. Well, I stopped and then sure shit. I hear some feet and I'm like, what the hell? So I turn and I look and I see the horns of an odd dad coming in. I'm like, Oh shit. Well, it's coming to a place. That's not a good shooting lane for me. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be patient. I'm going to sit here. Um, I kind of figured out like, okay, if they come here, I could draw here. If they come here, I could draw here. Well, dude, that thing cut straight in between in the best possible uh, place. And I had this big oak in front of me. So as soon as it got in front of the oak, mind you, this thing didn't come in like step here, step there. This thing blew in, you know, it was looking, dude, it came in looking like it heard something and it wanted to see where that thing was. Right. Yep. So it came in looking Well, it walked right through my shooting lane. And right when it got to that oak, I just. I drew back and honestly, I wasn't used to pulling back in a tree stand. 
So when I say I pulled back like that, I went, <laughs> you know, like I struggled back, got it back. And, uh, I sent the arrow. Well, when I sent the arrow, I hit him in the crease, like right there. Like I should have, I should have hit some scapula. I, I thought it was a perfect shot. I underestimated the, the angle. I think, um, I thought it was a good shot though. I, I shot it. Um, I called a couple of you guys. I was super stoked. Like I could see my arrows laying there. My arrow blew through it so fast that I was kind of confused too. Like, Oh, what, what happened? Like got a full pass through. Um, but anyway, I sat there, sat there, sat there. And then, um, uh, Alec told me just stay in your tree stand. You'll probably have other things come in. Don't move. So I stayed in there. And then, um, right when it was getting dark, I had a plethora of pigs coming in. So, uh, I got a couple shots in the dark, but like you guys, I was trying to work through the lighting and this and that. Um, I obviously missed, but, but when I shot, I shot in the sand. So it sounded like I hit him, you know, when you hit an animal and it, goes, and it has that like distinct sound. I had that on both shots and I'm like, man, I just laid down three animals right here. Like this is epic. Well, I, um, we went to go look for the, the blood and stuff after, uh, it got dark and we had good blood for a while, but just, um, yeah, we, we didn't find it. I regret not putting it on the shoulder and just laying that thing down. Cause I, my setup, if I hit the shoulder, it would have, it would have done damage, but I, yeah. Um, we followed the blood, the animal started circling around. We all tried to find it. We pulled the dog out and nothing. Well then, um, the next morning, um, I went out on a different tree stand, the, the next A plus tree stand. And uh, I'm sitting there. Uh, I mean, he drops me off. And before he pulls away, I hear the pigs coming into the, the uh, feeder and dude, they, I'm not even, I'm not even sitting down yet. Like every other time I got in a blind, I was able to draw, check everything. I'm not even sitting down yet. And there's pigs feeding on the corn. I'm like, crap, dude. So I, I sit there, I wait, um, to be honest, I kind of got a little impatient. It was lightening up. I could see enough. I could see the blob and I have a, a hole. I sent an arrow. I missed. Um, the pigs ran off. Well, then I was sitting there that morning and I think me and Efren were texting back and forth. Um, again, I am very impatient in a tree stand. I was probably moving more than I should have. Well, then I, I was sitting next to a, like a, a, what was it? goat farm or sheep farm yes yeah, a sheep farm so i could hear the sheep from the farm over there going off but then to my left i could hear a different sounding sheep like a whole group of them and i'm like dude those are different like i could hear the odd ad um well then uh i started doing the call again <laughs> bad you know just doing my thing <laughs> And sure as shit, dude, I look over to my right and I see horns running and I'm like, what the hell, dude, they're back. So then, um, I see him. I knew I shot a female yesterday or the day before. So I'm like, okay, so if a male comes in, I'm smoking him, you know? Well, dude, he freaking, I see the, a female come through. Then I see two babies. Then I see another female and then I see a male and I'm like, oh damn. And I mean a big male too. So I was like, Oh shit, dude! My I, my adrenaline was kicking so hard, dude, that every time my body knew that they wouldn't catch me, I was 
just shaking, bro. Just like, and then they would, the, the uh, male would come into the shooting lane, but then I would have a female in my other shooting lane looking right in at me. And those things they're watching at all times. Like they're eating and watching like, you know, so this went on for probably, I, I would say at least 40 minutes where I have broadside this um, odd ad that I want to shoot, but then there's another one in, in watching me. So I can't draw. So I'm like just sitting there and I have my bow up and like I'm shaking and stuff, but the wind's kind of blowing pretty good. So I knew I'm safe. And then I have the mask sliding down my big ass nose, just sliding, sliding, <laughs> sliding. And I have all this stuff going on. Luckily it's distracting me from my buck fever, you know? Well, then finally I get the mail in my window quarter slight the slightest quarter away like the perfect shot and i draw back and i hammer him well my arrow blew through him so fast again that i was like damn i missed dude so then i'm sitting there afterwards i'm like i just freaking missed i i had a great opportunity i freaking missed i'm over here ranging everything like fighting with myself you know like just pissed and to be honest i lost my cool and i'm like I'm just going to go get my arrows. Like, so I jump out of the tree stand. I go and get my arrows and, and I saw the arrow flying at him. I knew it was good, you know, but then again, you know, you talk yourself out of this mm-hmm. bullshit. Anyway, I go find my arrows and my arrow is covered in blood. I'm like, Oh shit. I did hit him. So then we start the tracking game. We track him. He runs down the road. Um, a good little distance. And then we just lose the track. And once again, I put it in the same spot. I tried to put it right at the back of the shoulder. I should have just pile drive the shoulder. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the detriment there. Right. Again. So people understand it. Cause you know, it, one, it's always a hard thing to hit an animal and then not be able to recover that animal. Right. But that shit was, thick out of this world thick i mean just yeah an animal turned in in some of those areas it, it was just bad right i mean the dogs could barely yeah. get through an alec has you know he has one hell of a blood dog um yeah you know the old man but i mean it's just that thick you can't get into some of that stuff um one of the things you said is you were sitting you know you were sitting in that that utv um kind of waiting on on adam and alec there hey how Shit, all of us. How uncomfortable did you get just sitting at night there? Texas is a different kind of dark. Yeah. <laughs> right? There, is, there isn't there is an ounce of light pollution for, it felt like 500 miles. I was, oh, dude. Dude, sure. it is pitch freaking black, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it would get dark, dude, and it looked like, so the sun's setting, and it looked like you were in an ocean. Or like in, actually, it looked like you were in like a swamp with trees in the, in the water. And like, I could see like, basically the, 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 uh, the waterfront. And then I would look down. It was like, I had goggles on looking into the water. That shit was trippy, bro. Yeah. It was maybe not vertigo. I'm I'm not sure what you call that, but it was like staring into the abyss, right? It was really, really hard, especially in the tree. When you're sitting up on that treetop and you're looking across the top of that stuff and you're like, you almost get a little disoriented. You have to come back into right in front of your face. 
Um, I was sure. tripping out on that a couple of times. I was like, Ooh, this is a weird, kind of a weird feeling. Especially with, especially with them creepy ass pigs rolling in, like yeah. sounding like demons. Dude, the sounds they make, right? There was some, there yeah. were some big old freaking hogs on that property, man. That group that I got into, Crazy. that was uh Tuesday night. No, must've been Monday. Night. It was the same time I shot my, my odd ad. When I was I so my that I was in that ground blind Alex's trad blind, and uh, that tunnel was probably 40, 50 feet long. Your shooting lane and everything is covered. So as the sun dropped and I was deep in that canopy, I would have to move forward ten or fifteen feet just to keep light on my pins. Right, so it basically the sunset chases you out of the canopy to where you're on the edge. Yeah. So, and it, go. Okay, so, so I'll go through mine. So my so these guys are seeing animals, and I'm looking at corn on the ground in my shooting lane. Um, dove, corn, mating, singing catfish, uh, and Jeff's cardinals would come to visit me every now and again. <laughs> so the first day I wasn't really tripping, right? I get in the blind, and uh, it is what it is, right? I'm excited because if, as soon as we got there, I mean, they pulled away from me in the one in the tree stand, and man, the pigs were on me in like three minutes. I just didn't have light, so I have this expectation now, like hell yeah! So we got our group text going, and you know, it's I man, I got owl dad, I mad the owl dad in, and this is coming. I saw this, I got that. Oh man, that sounds like something behind me, and the whole time I'm going, fuck you guys, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen shit. <laughs> I barely got a bug landing on me, right? So it was, you know, whatever, you go through it. And then I already know, I know how I am. And like I said earlier, I've said it for years. Like I I know myself and I know that I cannot sit and just wait for opportunity. But I'm trying, Alec is the expert and he's saying, dude, do this, you know? So I'm following. What's the worst thing you could do on a guided hunt is not listen to the guy that knows the shit that's been there forever, Right. So you listen to the guide. Believe me, I wanted to get up out of that blind, start moving around. And uh, so I hadn't seen I hide nor hair. So that was uh, all day. Then the evening set. Then we go out Monday night, set again. I think I had some pigs come in Monday night, but then it's a lighting thing, right? I can't figure out how to light the pigs. Although that was Monday night when that big group of five came in, six of them. Yep. So I moved out. And then, I mean, as soon as it's pitch black, I can't see anything. I, I kind of had a setup, a lighting setup, a, a Jimmy rig setup work at, worked out to a point that I had to prove out on an animal. So what that consisted of at this point was removing a Luminoc, taking some athletic tape, taping it over my fiber housing on my Luminoc so it would illuminate my pins. Initially, I was taking the Luminoc and putting it, like the boys said, in the housing. Well, what happened is you would illuminate your entire housing ring, and then all you would see is illumination across your pins and not necessarily your fiber. It's a little bit difficult, but you're able to do it, especially if you pin gap, if you have the right, uh, the, the right yardage and you pin gap that. It made sense. So that night I had this system worked out, which I thought, so I initially had um a red light and i cable tied it to my riser above my sight the problem with that was it was too much light going down 
over the housing and then it kind of cast this weird ass shadow of red onto the housing. So it didn't work out. I had to pull it off. So I ended up taking my Luminoc, taping it to the top of my housing. Pins were illuminated. Perfect. Now I have these pigs come in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go after these pigs. Well, then I get out there and, and these pigs aren't stupid. They're going to hold to the edge of brush as much as possible, but they want every kernel of corn. And they'll walk out, eat two kernels, walk back to the edge, move down, and it's just the yep. same cycle in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. They didn't honestly – Win was perfect at that point. Didn't care I was there. I – from the experience of the first night, I saw how the green light would come on and the pigs would bolt. Well – in my head, I'm trying to figure that out. If they're used to this light, well, what it, I'm, I'm making an assumption, but I think it's a good assumption, is that they didn't freak out because of the light. What it did is their their eyes are in you know night mode, we'll say, and when the light hit, it would blind them. And this is a green light; it's not super bright, and it would be more light than they were used to taking in. So they would get out of that. So they you know it, keeping themselves safe, they keep their eyesight. So watching them that first night, I'm like, okay, the light hits them. They bolt out, but they come right back into the light. Okay, cool. I got this. So I, I get my little setup going. I dial it in, pull this off, put that on, and turn my red light on, and I just hit them with it. Poof. And then I turned it off immediately. They did exactly what I thought they were going to do. They took a few steps real quick, and then they came right back into feed. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is all it is. So then I did it again a little bit longer. Oh, and I watched that video from that light that Alex yep. sent me. Did you watch it? It's exactly yep. what you're supposed to do. I watched that today. Yep. I was like, oh shit, I was on the path. So did that a couple times and I'm like, okay, they don't care. So then I just put the light on. I put my headlamp on, turn it on red. Well, now you got to get so close that you illuminate the pig yeah. with that light. So that with that light in red, that means I needed to be sub 20 yards, probably 15 and under, right? And I'm like, holy shit, that's six big old pigs I'm about to walk in on. So I'm like, okay, I need one of them to break off, come in, and then I'm going to just balls to the wall. I'm going to just get as close as I can, send it, and pray to God I could either reload or run real fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I get in. This one pig breaks off. He comes down, and he's almost middle of the road. And you need him in the middle of the road because now you're looking at kind of a kind of a light tan to real bright road. So now I get this blob away from the trees. It's not this giant blob. Now it's a centered blob. You just got to understand ass, rooter and tutor is all you really need to know at that point. So I'm creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. The pig just bolts. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? You know, like, why did he take off? When is perfect? He didn't care about the light. And then the next second I hear the side by side. And I'm like, oh, shit. Adam and Alec coming to pick me up, having no idea that there's pigs there. So I tell them there's pigs. Alec drops some more corn. Pigs come back in, I don't know, five, ten minutes after they leave. And at this point, so when the light, <laughs> I kind of I, I went bitch mode. The light hit these pigs, <laughs> and I got to, to really see how big these five or six pigs were. And it made my ass pucker a little bit more. Because I was like, I'm already at risk, dude. And Alec told me that night, he goes, that's, that's where I see the biggest pigs on the property. And he wasn't bullshitting. I mean, these were 200 plus, all of them. So I'm like, okay. And so I sat there for a second, gave him a chance to come in. I could hear him. And I sat there listening to him. I wasn't as gung-ho because I'm like, God damn, they were big. 
I'm way in the back of this property. I'm like, man, I'm fuck. So I finally, you know, I gather, I gather my girl and uh, <laughs> I get back to that pig. Right. So I'm like, okay, screw it. I get the light, right. It was kind of, it's weird. You know, you put it on your head you think, okay, I'm going to turn my head. It's going to face right here. Well, it was too far turned to the left. So I had to let down, adjust it, draw. Okay. That's it. And I'm creeping in, creeping in, creeping in. And then right. I'm saying three steps. I had three more good steps to that pig. Man, that wind swirls. That pig squeals something fierce, and he's just gone. And they never came back. I could hear them. I mean, they were instantly, I don't know, 100, 150 yards away making noise. Um, and it was just like, damn, that's defeating. So then I got to sit there and just wait. Um, it, it, and again, that Texas dark is next level dark in that country. Something else. Yeah, it's something else. So I'm sitting there, guy, like... Damn, it's dark. <laughs> and I think I think it might have been that spot. I think it was that spot. And I just heard a... And I was like, oh, shit, that can only be one thing in this dark. And I'm like, God damn. I mean, it's not that far off me. It's 40, 50 yards behind me. And I got a lion whistling. And we know that there's two or three in that area of the property. I'm like, son of a bitch, man. I ain't got a chance. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, you have the, you have these highs and lows, right? You have an expectation, that expectation gets shot, everybody's seeing stuff. So Sunday morning rolls around. I think I woke up with a shitty attitude and we only got what two, no, an hour and a half of sleep that night. So I yeah. woke up, I had a shitty attitude. We, I go sit in that ground blind and he's like, I'm going to put you in this blind over here. And dude, and obviously like we get over to the blind, I see track and everything. As the sun comes up, I'm like, this is a bitch in blind. And it's off. Like, I don't even have cell service. It's so far off. So I'm like, hell yeah, this is this is this is the spot. I got the camera set up and everything. Man, I sat that son of a bitch from 5 36 a.m., whatever time <laughs> we were out, till 12 or 1. Didn't see a thing. Tired, falling asleep. Boy, they picked me up and he looked at me the whole way back, like, damn. This dude's gone straight, bitch. What the hell's going on? <laughs> we get back. I'm like, man, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to adjust my attitude so we can do this shit later. So I get get out. I don't know. I think I went right upstairs and passed out. Yep. I don't think that was, it was just like I go straight to sleep. I think that that was the point where it's like, look, I've had like five or six hours since Friday. And you're talking, this is what, Tuesday, Tuesday. afternoon or some shit. And I'm like, I got to go crash. And that was the best hour and a half, two hours, whatever the hell of sleep. I woke up, I felt like a new man. And I'm like, I told Jeff earlier that day, I just want an opportunity to miss a fucking animal. Like just, I want an opportunity <laughs> to miss something, you know? Like I don't even have to kill it. I just want to I just want to see a damn animal. <laughs> and uh, man, I sat in that blind. My attitude was pretty good that evening. And uh, it was getting late. I hadn't seen anything. I could hear the owl dad off to my, that would have been like my, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock. And they never came in. And I'm like, damn, that's, this is where Jeff saw his owl dad. And I could hear the, the goat farm, sheep farm, ranch, whatever the hell it was. And they're going crazy. Well, then I off about 60 yards to my three o'clock, I see a flicker. I mean, a, a, you know, a tail flicker. And I look and I'm like, okay, that, that could only be one thing. So, Again, you can't move. 
I'm not going to look, turn my head and blow the situation. So I'm, you know, you're like methodical about your movement. The wind starts to blow. I move three or four inches. The wind blows a little more. I move three or four inches and I, no binos. You're sitting in a tree stand. So I, I like, okay, pull up my range finder and I'm looking. And so I, I got a, a doe access coming in thinking she's coming in. She's kind of moving, moving from my three o'clock up to the 12 o'clock position in line with where she is. Well, come to find out she's on the other property because the property line kind of bends that direction. I'm like, damn, I can't catch a break. Six o'clock. I think it was six o'clock. I look over and 60 yards from me, I see a group of pigs coming in. They come, they turn down the road. So it's kind of this, you have a road to the north of me, then a road about 60 yards to the west of me. And then my road drops in Well, they're at this three-way and they just start chomping on whatever little bits of corn. When the, there was a big old sow. And I, I think these were subordinates and or maybe yearlings, just over yearling pigs that were with her. And they were hers. Well, every time a pig would leave the brush line and get towards the middle of the road, she would grunt at them, you know, she'd yell at them and they would come back and they would hold the brush line that was closest to me so that I knew they were there. I could see them moving, but there was no shot. There was no line of sight to actually see a pig. So a couple would come out and she'd squeal at them. And then they did it, you know, maybe two or three times and they were moving towards me as they were feeding but every time they would step out, she would chomp their ass. Well, then she, as the closer they got, the meaner she got with them. And they would come out and she'd run them to one side or the other and then push them back to that closest brush line. She did that two or three times and she did it the one time and they're probably 50, 50 plus yards at this point. She stops in the middle of the road and she's frontal and she looks directly at me. Now, mind you, I haven't moved, okay? And I'm like, oh, that's the game. You know I'm here, so that's why you're not allowing them in the middle and you're pushing them to that edge. Because it didn't make sense at first. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? They're they must not be coming down this road. Which was odd because you know how much they like to eat every kernel of corn after you see them a couple times. Yep. So, okay, I got the game. So then I immediately go, okay, that rock is this distance. That rock is this distance. The first pig that steps out and gets right there and gives me a shot. I'm taking it. So I'm ready to go. I know my distance and I'm looking and I'm like, oh crap. If they step there, I got to go over those limbs. How am I going to get around these limbs? And I'm looking, I'm looking. So I pull up my range finder, range the limbs. And I'm like, oh shit. Those limbs were like 22 and some change. The shot was at 43. Okay. If you step out, I'm going to just take my chance. I'm aiming through these motherfuckers. The pig starts to come out and I, and I'm looking at my pins. I'm looking at the time I'm looking at the sun and it's like taking them forever just to move in to give me a clear shot. And it was like last minute. I was like, screw this, that pig, I could see that pig moving out. I drew back. And, and as soon as that pig presented a slight quarter to angle, the fucking arrow just went and I aimed through that damn limb knowing that I should just go right over the top of it. And I watched that arrow just, I had that Luminoc on. It was just beautiful in flight, just whew, right over that limb, man. And it it started dropping. I watched it. It went and just straightened out after the pig. And I'm like, oh, you dead motherfucker. 
grab my other arrow. I, had, I keep one. So I was hanging my quiver on the tree and I keep one loose upside down so I could just reach back, grab it, throw it in. So I immediately reach back, grab, waiting, expecting them to roll around. Cause I'm like, if I could take more, I'm taking more. <laughs> sit there a second, sit there a second. And then I, I could hear them off and I'm like, shit, a few more minutes. Nothing came in. I said, I text everybody. I said, I'm getting down. I'm going to check my shit. Got down there, went and got the arrow. And as soon as I saw the blood, I'm like, yes. And it, it wasn't blood on the arrow like you would think, right? It was like that motherfucker brutalized her going through. It wasn't just, you know, good lung blood. Um, fairly clean arrow. I mean, it was fairly freaking clean. The way you guys saw it was the way I recovered it. And I just started tracking that blood down. And once I, I kind of crawled in that brush and I'm like, man, that was good. You know, six or seven pigs. I ain't crawling through this shit. I text everybody <laughs> said, I need a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> But it was kind of nice, right? So everybody gets there and uh, shit. What do you think? Maybe 75, 80 yard track. Yeah. And if that. Yeah. And, and she was, you know, she was laid there dead. Um, and it was nice because I told E, I go, look, when when I sent that arrow, that that big, the bully hog came in and pushed her. So right as the arrow hit her, she lifted her head up. I said, I hit her. You know, I, I said exactly where I hit her. I hit her low front, right at the the front of that shoulder when she lifted up. I was like, she's dead. I know she's dead. And uh, hell yeah, I was so happy, man. Um, it, it was just, it, it goes back to like what we always say, right? It could happen in the last minute. They just work it to the last second. That last 10 seconds of that hunt are going to pay off. Because that's literally what it was What it was for me, was the last 10 seconds. And I finally got that damn meat pig. Yeah. Um, and then it was nice because I had just did that arrow set up. And man, it fucking when i was cleaning her man i felt that femur it her her femur split in three as that arrow exited on her and yeah. uh, it shit it was another 20 30 yards behind her it was it was fucking fun um so it uh i had to play bitch a little bit that day but it was uh <laughs> it was worth <laughs> the uh it was worth that recovery man and then you know to walk away and you could talk a little shit is always fun um yeah but man, what a, you know, you, we, me and Jeff talked about that shit on the way. I just, what a fun hunt, man. You know what I mean? You're oh, out of amazing. Your, yeah. You're out of your comfort zone for one, which is for me, it's I'm a fucking control freak. So for me to get out of my comfort zone and be in somebody else's deal, that's already fucking hard. And then to get out of your comfort zone and then to capitalize on it, you know, it just felt really good. Like, hell yeah. Um, you know, me and Jeff talked on the way home talking about arrow setups and, you know, shot placement and stuff like that, right? So it starts to spawn all these thoughts about how we hunt and what we think we know about what we're doing. And it just turns the light on in, in certain in certain perspectives that you may not have had before, you know, getting into something that you're not used to, you know? Right. <clears throat> the shot placement, that's what I kept saying. Like, I, it's all shoulder. Like, this thick-ass shit... I want to hit them in the shoulder. Worst case is they die and they could barely move, but we let them run. Like we're going for that crease and that double lung. Nah, not in that shit. It ain't like our country. It's not like that open country where you got this open ground. You could blood trail in a couple thick patches here and there. You're going to put them down or you're going to be crying about it a little bit later. But yeah, it was uh, right here. Hey guy, one so one more in my remember. So they gave you my tree stand, the good one, 
I move over to that other tree stand and I get busted by an axis because yeah. I'm falling asleep yeah. in a 15 foot high tree yeah. stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the one access I saw after I talked to Alec, it's on the different property. I'm like, son of a bitch, I can't catch a break with that access, man. But now, we'll get, hey, we'll get him when we go back. Oh, dude, I'm I'm telling you, I'm building. So I'm gonna use. I, I have my uh, my 80 pound bow. I, that's what's going down. I'm gonna build a log of an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just a want a hunter. Yeah, I just want something to punish them. You know, I yep. think I'm gonna go with. Uh, with the iron wheel, the buffs, the wides, you know, and just punish the shoulder, hit the bone, yep. and just bleed the shit out of them, you know? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you don't need a bow that, that's 50, 60-yard bow. No, it's, I mean, they're short shots for, for all intents and purposes. Oh, yeah. But that bow, I mean, shit, what was I shooting out of that bow? I, that arrow was five, 562 or something like that, and it was still shooting, you know, in that 270 range. That's plenty fast um, yeah. for them. I mean, even with the access, that was one of the things that I was curious about too is, you know, thinking about the access and and how they are in the landscape and and their their evolution uh, across time and space with, you know, with fucking tigers and then watching right. them, just trying to understand how they respond to, to bows going off. So I watched some YouTube stuff out ahead and man, to see, to see them, you know, we call it, you know, ducking the string or jumping the string, but to see them respond, you almost have to aim at their fucking kneecap, you know, right. to, to deal with them and how fast they drop. And that was one of the things like I was talking myself through. I'm like, okay, if the head is up, I have a little bit less in terms of compensation on the downside. If the head is down, they're already most of the way. All they got to do is drop from that point. So it was like, okay, I'm going to have to aim a little bit lower on that. And I wanted to aim a bit forward because watching that shit, they're, you know, as they're coming down, they're moving forward. You don't want to hit them back in that situation, right. right? So it was just like, damn, I really, I don't even care if it was me. I was curious to see how they responded, you know, in person to the bow going off and the arrow, you know, approaching. They're just next level fucking animals. Cause you hear nightmare stories about them and how hard they are to hunt. I can't wait. June or July yeah. is the rut for Axis deer. Boys. Going back, yes. So, beg mama, save your pennies, build that bow. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, you know, again, I want to make sure you know we give a shout out to Alec um, down there at Crystal Creek. I mean, just the way he does it, man. It's 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 a cool hunt. You're cleaning your own fucking animals. Right, like Alec yeah. is not down there playing high dollar, cabin bitch. yeah, cabin bitch. Right, he's down there yeah. to put you in the tree stands to know the property, um, to tell you what not to do, and to make sure you're getting out and in the accommodations. It's what a hundred year old barn that's been fully renovated. Um, probably one of the best. Not that I've been to a, to many but probably one of the best hunting lodges in terms of comfort and everything you need right there. Right. It's four bedrooms. Uh, each bedroom has two. What are those twin or full beds? Twin. Probably fools. Okay. One, yeah. of, them. one of them, but you get, so you got, you know, enough accommodations in bedrooms for eight guys, really nice living room set up with some recliners, dining room, full kitchen. You stop at Walmart, which is about 20, 30 minutes out 
you know, get your supplies before you roll into camp. Um, just, you know, it's a great setup. I mean, you got the balcony, you got the archer range in the back. If you want to cook up your meat, um, there's shit. What was there? I think there was two smokers and two grills plus one of yeah. them damn, uh, hot plate deals out there. So you can go all out, um, uh, and really, you know, enjoy the piss out of the time. We were only down for two days. You can get it done in two days. You can come home with animals in two days. But I you really can, but think it's a little it's a little tight. Yeah, it's it's tight on time. You could definitely do it. I think for me, it's a four day place, right? Considering that we drove down, I think you need four days there, um, just to kind of experience it all, get adjusted to how much different it is than what we're used to. Um, but he's he's doing good with his operation. I think he has a solid a solid operation, and he's growing it so. I'm excited to go back down in June or July and then shit, we can take the winter down next year. Hopefully it's Adam again. So he gets to go for uh, some revenge as well. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But who would have thought, right. A year ago this time, or just over that, that, you know, this hunt um, would, would been made possible because of Western hunt fest. Right. I mean, that, that part of it is really bitching, um, you know, <laughs> One of the coolest parts was to hear Adam say, man, I ain't never been out of Colorado, Colorado hunting, and it's always been mule deer, elk, and bear. So this is his first out-of-state hunt and and on animals outside of what his norm has been. To hear that was like, this is a badass situation, right? Yeah. For a good dude that just came, shot his ass off, and beat everybody else for it. So it was uh, – what an opportunity that, uh, that the shoot – you know, has created in that man. It was it was a fucking cool experience. Yeah, and we Glad got a new two time a year spot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, that's the coolest man. I mean, shit. That's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, boys, this is a regular, right? This is our regular hunt. What what month you want to do it in the year? What week? Whatever. That's that's a regular yeah. hunt spot, and we just got to yeah. fill some more beds or something. You know, get a couple yeah. more boys. But man, what a fucking cool hunt. I was pumped. I was pumped with my little meat pig, man. It was just like, oh yeah, and it justified it for Mama because I had some expenditure. I was like, I came back with meat, you know, nothing. If I didn't come back with shit, she'd be like, <laughs> she'd be looking bragging, down her bro. nose at me and shit. <laughs> I was like, thank God for that little meat pig. You know, it, it's easy yeah. to it's easy to say I'm going back when the when the meat comes home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but man, what a cool hunt! So yeah, I man, I appreciate you guys. Uh, having me, you know, be a part of that. And it was just freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. Good, bro. I'm glad everyone had a good time. Yeah, it was fun, man. So you guys drop it, you know, where can they um, learn about uh, Western Hunt Fest? What's the website? How they get a hold of you guys if they have any questions, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so the west, uh, the website is uh, westernhuntfest.com. Um, we do most of our action on Instagram. So, uh, if you guys have any questions or need anything, feel free to just uh, DM us on Instagram or, um, I believe both of our numbers are on the website. So if you guys have any like specific questions or accommodations you may need, uh, just reach out to us and we'll try to accommodate anything. Um, yeah, but yeah, so, uh, we'll be in, don't forget, uh, hey, don't forget to mention for Raton, um, it is all uh, available to the handicapped as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So 
Um, so our first archery course that we put up is mostly handicap accessible. Um, we will have, um, the, um, John from ant lift there. So he's going to have his, um, his razor there that has a lift on it and has some special accommodations on there. Um, so it should be a really good time. So if, if you're, uh, if you need special accommodations, this, this one will work out for you. Um, our second course, we're going to have some on there so that you can get in a full 20, uh, course, 20 target course. So, um, yeah, but yeah, um, the lodging too. So make sure you guys, so our lodging for the NRA Whittington center is separate from the event. So if you're a vendor or if you're a participant, you have to call the NRA Whittington center to book your lodging. So make sure you get that in place. Cause I'm, I had a couple people ask me like, Hey, does the lodging come with the pass? No, it does not. It is separate. It is very affordable. I think the raw camping is like 13 bucks. So it's like super cheap. So make sure if you guys haven't booked your lodging, that you book it right away. Cause it is filling up quick. And Jeff said action on Instagram. That action does not include killing our dads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's the kind of shit talking that bites you in the ass on a June, July hunt. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. You're going to hear about that until we go back, bro. I saw the most animals. I, I, that dude, I saw the, the fallow deer. I saw the two different sets of our dad. I saw the Axis and I saw a freaking armadillo, pigs, like two days of that. If we had four days, shoot. Oh, man. I think it honestly, it takes you a couple of days to figure it out, right? It, yeah. It's just so much different than what we're used to. And you have to really settle into that experience and just take your bullshit away, right? It just, and I think that was half my yeah. problem. I ain't being bullshit. Um, all right, boys. Well, I will see you guys. Uh, well, if you guys come out to eat some pig, um, she's awaiting, but then I'll see you boys here. Uh, mm. shit, not, not very long from now, just about a month away. Uh, if anybody yeah, has about a month any, and a half out. Yeah. If anybody has any questions about Western hunt fest, reach out to, uh, your friend or Jeffrey, uh, or myself, and I'll be happy to answer your questions, put you on the right path. Um, that does not include begging these guys for free passes. So. <laughs> All right. Oh, I get a lot of that too. Yeah, there's, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of. We want to shoot it, but we Adam, did you get signed up for the second one? I, I am booking it. Me and my brother are both coming out. Okay. Um, we're working on getting our uh, time off from work for you know the day before and the day after. Um, oh. it will be soon. I will be booking soon and. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing the uh, team pack out, maybe nice. the team and solo pack out. Um, but yeah, it's the real deal for sure. And I, I can't wait to come out to Raton, uh, Bailey. And um, yeah, yeah, it's bro, it's be a blast. it be is good. by far my favorite. Like I said earlier, my favorite shoot of the year was a uh, Western hot fest. And for you guys to, to put on such a great shoot and with the, the small amount of time that you guys did it, you know, it was, uh, I can't wait to see what it, what it turns out to be this year. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, gents. Appreciate the time as always. And, uh, we'll see you out at Western Hunt Fest.